0: Warning The following episode of Orsini's Uncensored Mind contains explicit language and adult content. The thoughts and opinions stated on the show are reflective of A.J. Orsini and his guests exclusively. But seriously guys, this show's called Uncensored. If you got a problem with bad language, I really don't give a shit. Another episode of our CD's Uncensored Mind. We have a lot, absolutely a ton to get to. Marvel set hell H on fire last night. Hell Ooh. has frozen over. Vince McMahon no longer at the helm of WWE. I got a chance to witness not one, but two, not three. No, let's reverse that. Not one, not two, but three legends of the game all in person yesterday. This weekend was huge, lot to talk about, lot to get to. Oh, not to mention, fuck Brock Lesnar. I'll throw that in there. Yeah, you're going to have to explain that yeah, to me glance I glanced <laughs> at that on the crapper yesterday at work and Call I just couldn't, I couldn't understand what was happening. <laughs> on the crapper. So much to get to here, so much to, to dissect, so much to get into. I promise you all it'll be a much more positive episode than it was the last time around. Uh, I'll work on that. We won't. We won't be talking much about children being shot in the face. Uh, there'll be less of that this week. Mm. Although there may be some talk of Vince McMahon shooting his shot on women's faces, there there may nice. be there may be some transitional material for that. So there may be some over some overlays, but we'll we'll keep you we'll keep you abreast of the situation. But before we begin anything, mm-hmm. right off the top. Ooh. We've got to check in at Sam. Watch What's going on? Oh, is that what it is? What, what's going on? What's the deal? What's the update? Everything all right? Everything's still on schedule? What's going on with that? Yep, we're just waiting at this point. 30, <laughs> just... 30, 30, 37 plus 3? So we're just waiting. <laughs> uh, uh, Dad, Daddy needs a vacation, bro. She needs to get out now. <laughs> I don't know if her coming out will begin a vacation. but yeah, uh, Let me tell you something. Am I going to be at work for four weeks? No, so I'm on vacation. Oh, okay. Well, if that's what you want to call what you'll be enduring for those four weeks of vacation, all power to you, brother. Absolutely. eight, be... my first rodeo ain't... of being inconvenienced. <laughs> I'll be all right. Of inconvenience by children's, no less. Again, yup. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so, I mean, Nora's doing all right. Health is good. She's- I As... mean, As good as it's going to get. As good as it's going to get. I mean, all the tests are passed. All the, everything is good. She's upside down. We're just waiting for her to decide she wants to come out. That's it. It's almost showtime. Almost showtime. Another addition into the House of O. Can't wait for that. Can't wait for that. So I thought it was going to be a good time. Speaking of children, uh, we dumped my child off yesterday at a friend's house. That's new. Mm. That's new. Um, Not that he hasn't had friends in the past, but we've never dropped him off at a friend's house. Like, he spent the night, or he just stayed the day? Oh, no, he was there till late. We finally got him about quarter to to 12, almost midnight, we picked him up. Oh, nice. Uh, Because we had... He was supposed to sleep over. So what had happened was, we had a date night planned for last night, me and my wife. We had bought tickets to the Kevin Hart, Chris Rock comedy tour where they were going to hit the garden last night and we bought our tickets for that many moons ago months months ago we bought our tickets for that because we had confirmed with my wife's mother godmother that she was going to watch alex and in that scenario that's an all-day thing plus a sleepover we've done this before she's watched alex for wrestlemania's in the past it's it's we've, we've been down this path. well uh her godmother has a uh ill family member her mother is not doing well as a matter of fact i believe um that they uh have now officially put her in a, a home hospice care mm. so they're preparing for you know how this goes when you're in transition hospice, yes when you're in hospice there's only i'm, a, I'm a hospice god yeah. i don't i don't need the details <laughs> yeah, the unfortunately a professional at this yeah so uh they're preparing you know that little situation there so um we didn't feel it was appropriate we'll say to be dropping our kid off she still wanted to see him but uh, we didn't feel right about dropping him off over there so that would have been weird so we didn't do that but uh we still had these tickets And for a minute, we were like, we may have to sell these off because I don't think we're going to go. And then like a shining bright angel from nowhere, one of my son's best friends, uh, this girl named Annabelle. We see her mom quite often now. All of a sudden, it's becoming a thing where we're spending a lot of time with this family. And she was like, well, you know, uh, it's my little cousin's uh, birthday this Saturday. and We're doing a block party. So if you want, you could drop him off at that. He can chill, hang out with the kids. We've got bouncy houses. There's a there's inflatable pools being set up. It's a whole thing. It's happening. They block off the street. It's a block party. So we were like, uh, okay, because we've never left our kid <laughs> outside with people before. But yeah. she was determined to fucking go. She's like, I'm I'm going. This is, this is happening. So I said, okay. So we took him over there or whatever, and it was dope. We were having fun to the point where we were like, fuck. We almost forgot we had to go to Madison Square. So he was chilling. He was good. We left him with his iPad. His iPad has the uh, has apps on it where he can communicate with us. So like, mm-hmm. he can call us. He can text us. It's all on his iPad. He's good to go. So we were like, all right, so we're going to leave your bag here. And then you, We're just going to go. He was so into what he was doing. He was like, all right, bye. Sure. All right, then fuck you then. Bye. He on the man. block. Yeah, he's chilling. He's chilling. He got the boys with him. He's got his best friend with him. He's straight. So, um, so we left and we went to the garden. We went to the world's most famous arena, so they say, uh, Madison Square Garden. And the idea was is that we're gonna go. They're probably gonna give us an opening act, whoever this young up and comer is, or a friend of Kev's, or whatever. They will probably get. I was just thinking in the order of like wrestling. You know, Chris is a legend, but it's really Kevin's show. So I know Kevin's going last. So I said, okay, we'll do an opener, probably, and then we'll get Chris Rock, and then we'll get Kevin Hart. And I nailed it. That's the exact order they went in. But what we didn't know, because it wasn't advertised, was when, when 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 the lights went down and the show was about to start, out of nowhere, the Chappelle logo hit the screen. Mm-hmm. and Dave Chappelle came out. Oh, my God. And the whole building went fucking bonkers. The whole building lost his mind. I haven't felt a pop like that since the last time I was in the building and Stone Cold Steve Austin came out. Like, everyone stood up. The place went nuts. He stood there for 10 minutes. not saying. He got the Michael Jackson treatment. He stood there for 10 minutes, didn't say a word. The whole building just rumbled for Dave. And I thought Dave was going to come out there and say a few nice words because he's got some controversy with him right now. And, and you know, he's a surprise, right? He's not advertised. He's not on the tour. He's never done any of the shows with them. But here we are at the garden and Dave Chappelle is standing right there. Mm. And, he, and I'm like, oh, he's going to probably, you know, say some nice words. Well, it was just good to see him. I was just I was happy with what I got. That motherfucker was up there for almost an hour, bro. He gave Damn. us a full stand up. Full stand up from the goat from Dave Chappelle. And I was like, "Oh my god." And I said, "Man, if Chris is out next, he's fucked because you can't follow Dave Chappelle short sure enough Chris Rock came out. And he was all right. I I I'm always neither. I'm like I'm always like, I kind of here nor there about Chris. Sometimes Chris is on it and sometimes I listen to Chris. I'm like, "Eh. I don't yeah, like, I don't well, like I was, his I don't like his style." I feel the same way. He repeats a lot of things, and it's. It, I don't really like his style. And my wife was like, it was so funny because um, weed's legal here in New York now. So mm-hmm. in Times Square and in Penn Station, there are actual weed trucks, like food trucks, but they sell weed. Mm-hmm. They have them in containers and they have them in pre rolls, so already rolled up for you. Yeah, yeah. And so, for some reason, it's become tradition now that whenever I do an event, in, in either in Times Square or Penn Station, I stop by the truck. And I just walk around Times Square or I walk around Penn Station smoking a blunt. This has become tradition now, now that, now that we've been blessed with this wonderful new law. So, before Letterkenny, I smoked, and then I went to Letterkenny, because I said, I'm going to smoke, I'm going to get me a fucking... Big ass sandwich from the concessions. I'm going to sit in my seat and I'm going to just live my life happy. Mm-hmm. A fat, hilarious fuck. Right? As you should. And Letterkenny was fun. I smoked. I got my usual high. And then I went and got myself a big ass burger. And then I sat in my seat. I had Doritos. I was a fat fuck the whole time I was watching Letterkenny. It, was it sounds great. like an amazing time. Oh, yeah. It was great. So this time around, I got it from the same truck. And I got it from the same guy. We remembered him. So we did the usual. I bought it. Start walking toward the venue. I never thought I'd see the day where I would be in front of Madison Square Garden smoking a blunt. But here I am. I and mean, you always smelled it like somebody yeah, was doing it. Yeah, but... I've always smoked on the way to the building. But, you know, I'm trying to get no, away No, no, I like I it. always smelled the weed in front of the Madison Square Garden. <laughs> yeah, I, know. I couldn't tell where it came from. So... I'm sm- I'm in front of the garden. I'm smoking. It's done. Let's go inside. I feel nothing. I'm I'm get, I'm actually kind of pissed because I'm like what? I'm not feeling nothing. You smoked like, the whole thing. We 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 split it between me and Steph, and I was like, this mm-hmm. is like, what is this? Like I was so upset. Same guy, same truck, and I felt this, I was so good last time, and I was like, ah, this is whack. So then I started to contemplate maybe I should just up it. I'll get some drinks inside. Right. So we start walking inside. It's a line to get inside. We got to go through the detectors. Then they got this pouch you put your phone in so that you don't have access to your phone during the show. Yeah, that's a Kevin Hart thing. Yeah. So but we got the pouch on us. We got the phones on us. So she's bugging, right? Cuz every time it buzzes, she thinks that somebody contacting us and we can't get in. But as I'm walking through the line and I'm approaching the metal detector. Something starts happening. Uh-oh. Steph's talking. And I can see her talking. I can see her mouth moving. <laughs> but I don't hear the words. It's like somebody put mute on my brain. Damn. And I was like, what? She was like saying it again. And then I said, what? And then she just started dying laughing for no Uh-oh. reason. Uh-oh, and I said, that shit creeped up on you. I said, wait a second. And then I went through the metal detector, I gave him my phone, I put a phone in my pocket, and then you gotta go up the escalator to go to your section. And if you've never been in the garden, even if you have 100 seats, which is like right above the fucking floor, for some reason it takes like four escalators to fucking get there. So to get to the upper level, it takes like a thousand escalators to get up there, or at least that's how it felt. Because for every ascending escalator i took my high increased damn just need a little oxygen and i That's looked all? and i looked at my wife and i said i think this was altitude based weed <laughs> the, higher, the higher my elevation went the higher i got and i'm looking at my wife and my wife is bonkers and i went uh-oh i hope and i started getting nervous i said i hope they didn't slip some shit into this weed because i bought it from a truck right so i'm like I hope this shit wasn't laced with anything because I did not go through the transitional feeling of being high. I was sober one minute. Right. You went you went from uh this shit ain't hit into you turned your head yeah. and it felt like a slow motion. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like I was like I I felt like I took See, shrooms. I don't do good with those highs. It fucks me up because yeah. I start to panic and I I, I that yeah. ruins everything. I actually I felt like I was on shrooms. I was like everything just Have you ever done those before? Shrooms? Yeah, Yeah, of course, I'm a human being, of course I'm not shrooms Oh, get the but... fuck out of here, don't be that guy Don't be that <laughs> fucking guy Get out of here Uh, but yeah I, no, Dude, I... I can't, I can't not Get paranoid on weed, that's the only reason Why I will not try shrooms oh, Well, yeah, if you can't, yeah, that's probably best that you don't do That's my, I have, that's my problem But i have always interested in that, anyway, go ahead So, uh we went to the bathroom as soon as we got inside we went to the bathroom we come back out my wife comes out rubbing her tummy she goes I'm fucking starving and I was like alright so let's go get something to eat and of course whenever we do these events it's the same meal traditional gotta get the premio sausage gotta get the sweet Italian sausage on the bun with some sides that's how to we me. hook it up mm-hmm. right in front of the bathroom where she came out what's the sausage line pause. so we said oh this is it yeah a full pause please and then we uh, got the sandwiches, went to the seat, and about ha- and I knew my wife was high when my she got about halfway through the sandwich. She put the sandwich down, and she just put her head back and closed her eyes. And then she looked back at me, and she went, this is the greatest fucking sandwich I've ever had in my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, she OD yeah. with it. She <laughs> said, so I've never had a sandwich like this ever in my entire life. I said, ever, ever, not in my entire life. She, said, she looked at me. She goes, honey 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 oh no she you with the honey i'm 37 years old <laughs> I've, never <Y-O-C-O-D>. had, <laughs> I've never had a sandwich like this my entire life i
1: well, said like, she
0: tell, and you tell like one you look at the, the sandwich it's like one little nibble she like barely no, she, took was, a bite. she was legit halfway through and then i said oh. i said do you want to get another one she goes no because i have a feeling that the second one
1: Ain't gonna be it nearly won't be as good, the same as the
0: first, and it's gonna destroy the first yeah, one. And I don't want it. She goes, I'll go hungry for the rest sh- of my life remembering goes, this sandwich. And then she goes, and then I don't want to ruin what I got going on here. I said, no, that's <laughs> a good plan. Stick with that. Stay hydrated. So she ate the sandwich. I ate the sandwich. Got our drinks in. We didn't. We ended up not getting alcohol. We just had the regular drinks because they're they're um. In the in the garden, they're uh, they don't have small, mediums, and large. No, no, no. It's, it's just large, ridiculous. and that's it. And the big, yeah. the big fountain cup, and then that's it. So we have plenty of beverage. We wasn't worried about that. So, um, soon as we got done with all that, here comes Dave. Imagine watching Dave Chappelle oh, live bro, at the peak of that high. Yeah, at the peak blew of your a, fucking mind. At the peak of that high and fully fed. Mm. So. That was the greatest set I've ever, obviously, ever heard in my life. I was, I was fucked up. It was dope. After Dave was Chris, and about, I'll say, 10 or 15 minutes into Chris, my wife leans over to me and goes, this nigga just sobered me up. I said, oh. oh. That's, uh, I believe it, though. I believe it. The pro- Kevin Hart even is one that I might not go see live. Because his art style has kind of changed a little bit too. Yeah. I don't think that it changed maybe so much that like he kind of talks about the same thing in a different way. So he's not a bad comedian, but Chris Rock, I've never been a Chris Rock guy. Yeah. Like he's got a punch here and there, but his shows, mm, yeah, no, I they, don't know. He, uh, Chris, Chris was was okay for me. Didn't do it for her. Then Kevin came out, and Kevin's her boy. That's that's her comedian, Kevin Hart. So she likes Kevin? Loves Kev. Loves Kev. Everything out of his fucking mouth is hilarious to her. Got it. And, and his new style that you're talking about, where he he actually, if you look at his earlier work and then you look at his current work, you can see where the acting stuff plays a role because he does more physical, more facial expression. He tells different stories with his bodies now. Mm-hmm. And you can tell it's a little different. And she she's on board with the new Kev. thousand percent oh yeah this my i've never i've never in my life heard my wife laugh i've been telling this bitch jokes for 20 years i've never heard her laugh the way that she laughs at kevin hart damn so i'm like problem (laughs) so so i was like she had a good time at the end of it uh of course we when the show's over they unhook your bag or whatever you get your phone back and my wife was expecting The worst, because she had the phone thing on her, and it just kept buzzing. And she was like, oh, man, they're trying to reach us. I can't get in the phone. This is bullshit. When we get out of there, it's one text from Alex. Mommy, where are you? And the rest of it, the reason why everything was buzzing is because I left my Pokemon on. Oh, and they was all over the place. And every time a Pokemon appears, my shit buzzes. So that's (laughs) what she was feeling. So the whole time she was having anxiety, I'm like, nah, that's just Pikachu. Don't worry about it. Uh, which for some reason was, uh, I say Pikachu, not randomly. For some reason, every block in Manhattan has a fucking Pikachu now. I don't understand. Damn. So, uh, so we got in the car. We picked him up about 11.45. He was straight. He was watching the movie, chilling. He wasn't even asleep, nothing. He was just chilling. Old school. Him and the kids were inside in the living room watching the movie. All the adults were outside drinking. That's classic. My son got so- new experience there. So that, that that's a learning experience right there for you. Self-reliance. Don't kill yourself. <laughs> You're not always gonna have mommy and daddy there to protect you. You gotta fit for yourself. Mm. He started having issues with some of the kids yesterday because they were bigger than him and they wanted to, they wanted to spray him with water, but wouldn't let him spray them with water. And I was mm. like, because they kept telling him, "Don't spray me," and then he would go, "Okay," and then they would spray him, and he would go. What? Like he would make make that face. And I would happen to be standing there. So when the kid sprayed my son, I said, Alex, remember when he said, don't spray me? He said, yeah. I said, take that cup and fill that cup up to the top and walk over to this dude and throw. I don't don't just throw the water, throw the whole fucking cup, plastic and all into this motherfucker's face right now. And he did it. And that kid said, what the fuck? And I said to the kid, I said, you didn't want him spraying you, but you're going to spray him. So you're going to find out today. If you spray my son, he's going to throw the whole fucking cup. So don't throw shit if you don't want shit to be thrown. And he just shook his head and left. And I said, Alex, this is your learning experience because my son is not hood at all. Nothing. There's nothing about... Born in, born in Manhattan, but raised in Brooklyn. There's no Brooklyn in this kid at all whatsoever. Well, he hasn't been, had that time He's yet. been coddled the whole time. He hasn't had a chance. He hasn't had confrontation yet. So yesterday, he had some confrontation. And to be honest, he handled it well. He listened to his parents and did what he was supposed to do. But before this shit escalated, I was waiting for my wife to say it. She didn't give the green light. She was like, go tell an adult. I said, nigga, you better take this cup. Bash this nigga in the fucking face so that he knows if I spray this little guy, he's going to wreck me. So let me leave this dude alone. And they left him alone. As a matter of fact, according to my son, as the night continued on, they played well together. Hide and seek. There was different games played throughout the evening. And everything went swell. And I said, there you go. Because this kid thought he was going to get over on some shit. And I said, let this motherfucker know right now. That this shit not going to be happening today, sir. Mm-mm. Tell you from experience, unfortunately, it's like some nature thing inside us that if you're the bigger kid, mm-hmm. you try to do shit to the smaller kid. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, if and you nip son's... that in the bud early, you won't have a problem. My son is not just the smaller kid. He's the nicer kid. And that's part of the problem. That's the cool thing I about said, Alex, though, because, like, he said, hey, don't wet me. And Alex is the kind of guy who's like, okay. You know what I mean? He and then you do it, first. and then you do it, and he's not mad that he's wet. Yeah, he's mad because you lied to him. Yeah, like you said, you he, said something, he, and he's trying to under can't understand why you would do something like that. Like frustrated. I feel like that's what it is. He got yeah, frustrated, frustrated because he was splashing other kids, and they were splashing him, and then this one kid got splashed, and he was like, "Oh, I don't want to be splashed. Don't splash me." And my son was like, why? We're all splashing each other. You're literally, my son was trying to hit it with logic. You're literally in the center of the pool, and that's where all the splashing is. If you do not want to be splashed, why are you in the splash area? I don't understand. Oh, my God. I love how logical and this he, kid and, is, And man. then he's, oh, I want to be splashed, and And then as soon as my son turned his head, he took a fucking water gun and started splashing this nigga with a water gun. And I said, Alex, take that fucking cup. <laughs> <laughs> it was a clear... <laughs> One of those clear solo Well the also, the other thing that's amazing is that if, if you tell him stuff like that, he's not pussy. Like, he doesn't not do, when you tell him to do something, he doesn't not do it. Sometimes he'll back off on it, but this particular one he co-signed because he was mad. Yeah, I it got It didn't you. take much to push this dude over the feel, edge. feel the fury. Yeah. I told him, I so said, you see that feeling you got in your gut? Go with that shit. Go let this dude know right now. This is not going to fly. This is not okay. So that 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 is what it is. And I told the kid too. I said, if you don't want to be splashed, don't splash anybody. I don't even know whose kid that is. It don't matter. And it, exactly. It don't fucking matter. Because if you're not going to police your children, then I'm yeah. going to police him. Because he's not fucking up my kid because you can't figure out your shit. Look, man, at the I'm end of the day, of how, parents, I, how, how I feel about it is my intent isn't to hurt that child i'm trying to teach them a lesson and if you have a problem with me having a conversation with your kid when you're doing some when they're doing something wrong and you're not there to see it or whatever i'm gonna say something and if yep. you don't like it and you have a problem and you want to come up to me with that problem we could talk like adults and figure it out or we could take it left if you need to But at the end of the day i'm not gonna stand there and watch your seed fuck with mine because they don't understand shit. No, that's not happening. We're going to have to have a conversation. Yeah. And Madeline, who is the mother of my son's best friend, the one who invited us in the first place, she's a real nice lady. I like her a lot. She's a real nice lady. And I feel bad sometimes because she invited us to this place and I don't want to be some I don't want to be that person. Who's just loud and obnoxious, and I'm not even really supposed to be there. It's more of a family event, to be honest. But I was ready to put this kid through a fucking wall. And I was like, no, 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 no. This is not going to happen. But you got to let your kid deal with that. That is going to be, hands down, the hardest part about being a parent. (laughs) Is you fucks and your kids. That's going to be the problem for me. That's the one I'm afraid of. Absolutely. So we'll see. All right, well, speaking of we'll see, it's been a long time coming. We're going to start slipping into some of the material we got here prepared here for you guys. It's been a long time coming, but a lot of shit happened this weekend. Apparently, just last night, uh, we're recording this Sunday morning as per the usual, so we'll say Saturday night, Saturday, July 23rd, the Death Before Dishonored pay-per-view took place for Ring of Honor. Now, if you're hearing this and you're going, wow, Ring of Honor had a pay-per-view last night. I didn't even know that they still were a company. Uh, To be fair, they're not. They're not a company anymore. They don't travel or tour or do anything that they did before. Tony Khan owns Ring of Honor, as we've discussed before in the past. And the question always was, what are the plans for the company moving forward? What we do know as of right now is that there are plans, which can mean anything. That Tony is shopping around for a TV network to put Ring of Honor on. He's going to be putting a team together to be focusing on Ring of Honor. Aside from the booking, he's still going to book for Ring of Honor because why not? And uh, they're going to be putting some things together. And so that's why he's kept the championships on television. Well, last night in the main event of uh, this pay-per-view, Claudio Castagnoli wins the Ring of Honor world title from Jonathan Grisham which is uh, a big deal for those who are fans of the original Ring of Honor. And I don't even rem- I don't even mean the Ring of Honor that we eventually got on H- NHD and and recently they has been traveling around around the, around the world. I mean way back 0506 Ring of Honor. I mean way the days of of Punk and Aries and Joe. I mean way back when Claudio Casagnoli his, spent his entire Ring of Honor career, and he was there practically from the beginning of Ring of Honor, chasing that championship. It was something that has eluded him. He was the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Champion with uh, Chris Hero as the Kings of Wrestling, but never got a chance to be the actual world champion. Competed for it multiple times. Had a lot of great matches in main events of Ring of Honor pay-per-views uh, competing for that championship. Never got his hands on it. Which is why, last night, if all of you were wondering why Claudio seemed so emotional when he won that championship, imagine being at a job you worked at, that you loved being there. You loved being at that job, you loved everything about that job, and every time that promotion came around, you were always considered, but never really got it. And you never really got it you were always passed over and always always the next guy and you were really cool about it you would help that next guy succeed you just you're just that guy right you're the nice guy and then you finally get what you think is a reward you get this big offer from another company for you to do that job over there and you're sad about it you don't want to leave this job you like it but you need the money so you go to the other job and you're there for 10 years In the whole 10 years, they sodomize you over and over and over and over and over and over again. You finally have enough. You leave that job. There just happens to be an opening at the old job that you like so much you go back, and not only do they hire you back, but they hire you in the position you wanted in the first place. Mm. What a wonderful goddamn feeling that must be. And that's what happened to Claudio Castanelli last night. Finally wins the Ring of Honor World Championship. He's a guy with world-recognized name. He's a guy with some cachet, obviously a huge fan base. When they do start back up, and I hate to say this about Jonathan Grisham, but it comes with a, an asterisk. Jonathan Grisham is a great in-ring wrestler. But to mm-hmm. be fair, outside of the wrestling bubble, nobody knows who he is. He doesn't have a presence. He doesn't have a presence outside of that. Claudio does. So it's not to say that Jonathan can't be Ring of Honor World Champion again sometime down the line. But if you're going to start a company on a national level where Ring of Honor wasn't beforehand, having a national star at the top of that program is not bad. You can build towards something. You know, you could use that platform to build Jonathan Grisham up and put him back in that position, but it was the right choice. I know people are going to sit there and say, I was too soon to take it off Grisham. Nah, it was the right choice. He wasn't doing anything with it. He's not going to do anything with it without TV, without a consistent schedule. Jonathan Grisham didn't have has the talent but didn't have the platform to showcase that talent and get over as a champion. So we have an opportunity now to go back into Jonathan Grissom as the chase where he can compete for the championship and get it eventually overcome. Smart move. Joe, uh, I think, was the favorite for some people. Hey, give the belt back to Joe. But been there, done that. Here's a guy with some old-school cachet with Ring of Honor fans who would never won it. It's new ground. It's fresh. It's something different. For the company and for Claudio, for that matter. People love Claudio, man. Claudio's never had an opportunity to be a world. He's fan. well loved, I think he's gonna do great with it. Yeah, he's so gonna do great was, with it. This was a great move. I I like this. I I still I need to see the FTR Briscoes three out of two out of three falls match. I haven't had a chance. Again, this all just happened last night, so I haven't had a chance to see it. Yeah, you're gonna have to send that. <laughs> uh, you're gonna, I'm a I'm a FTR fan, dude. I dude. I need to watch that. Who isn't an FTR? Oh, the young They're Bucks. fucking oh, dude. They are just amazing. I love that shit, man. I like I like people who are so great at what they do in something that's extremely unpopular, and that's like that's being a tag team. Like, to me, these two guys have no interest at all in ever splitting up. Mm. They do it together for each other, and that's how their career is going to be. And it's so as. funny because you say that. And like I they, love that. You say it like that. They have, they have no desire to break up. And you know what? If they did, they would still be successful because they're so good. Absolutely. They're Absolutely. So good. But I get, oh. the, the vibe I'm getting from them is that they they're in this together, and they're going to go out together. Yeah, and I love that shit. That's a good because you don't get a lot of that. Every time you see tag teams, even if they're good, you're just like, oh, that guy's going solo soon. Like the same thing with uh, Jurassic Express. Like I thought it was great. I I liked the whole, you know, it was a fresh gimmick. It was fun. And then, but you just saw it. Like it's coming soon. The split is coming soon. So we'll see. I was looking forward to them splitting. Basudosaurus can do his own thing. Actually, I don't know if you've seen recently. He's been a lot less Basuda. Uh, listen, I have, I haven't got a chance to watch, but I did watch, uh, I started, I tried to start catching up with some AEW and I watched one episode of him coming out and I instantly thought of you it was when Christian Cage invited him out and he was in all black and he had a very, very Kane vibe. Even the music was very Kane when he came out with, the, with the fire and all that shit, full black and I wanted to get your opinion on what you thought about that. Did you dislike that? I didn't, but I like him. I, I I know you're not a big fan of that guy. I think he's good, but if he's moving towards that direction, I think he suits a Kane play style better than the flippy stuff that I know that you don't like. No, once he got rid of the stupid flippy shit, uh, I'm instantly going to be a fan. His whole style now is completely different. I'm not worried so much about the fire and all that other stuff. Kane doesn't own fire. I no, no, I'm not saying I that. It. All I'm just saying, like, it was a very Kane vibe. Yes, it's a very Kane vibe, which is fine. He's a tall guy. He's a brood of a man, and he has some athleticism to him. That's very mm-hmm. Kane-ish. So mm-hmm. it's, he's going to give you Kane vibes, including the mask. The whole look down top to bottom, he's very Kane-like, so you're going to get that. I just needed him to stop backflipping and stop going over the top rope and stop all the bullshit. He still needs to if I could stop him from choke slamming people through tables on the floor, that'd be great too. That's the that still seems to be a thing. I don't understand. They've changed his whole style and they started making him realize stop being an idiot. Wrestle the way you're supposed to wrestle and you're make fun fucking money. So if he stays yeah. going down this path, he's going to make fucking money. As soon as he reverts back to the stupid shit, then he's good. I don't understand it. You can be an athletic big man and still wrestle like a big man. Vader did a moonsault from the top rope. That doesn't mean he didn't wrestle like a big guy, right? You still need to wrestle. You're gonna be a big guy. You need to wrestle like a big guy, especially in a company filled with little guys, right? I got a yeah. whole roster full of people. Yeah, who do that. Goofy yeah, I've shit. made that. I've called that out before that the size difference between this and WWE are, are significantly different. Yeah, you got a whole roster full of fucking under average sized men doing all the same goofy shit that you're doing I don't understand and I've and I have, I've always heard people say well it's impressive when he does it because of his size is, is it really impressive now in 2022 is it really impressive it's, it's shock value it still has shock it, value how is it, it, there's other when Keith Lee does it five minutes later is it still impressive it's not these uh, every big guy now. It's like in the NBA, every big guy can pull up from eighteen feet and shoot now. Okay, well, if every seven footer in the NBA can shoot eighteen footers, then how special is it? Because now you could plan for it, and every team has a plan for it now because everyone does it. When you had when Vader came off the top with a fucking moonsault, it blew everyone's mind. He is way too heavy to be up there. What kind of a suicidal maniac would sit there and wait for that? And all kinds of stuff now. Now we got what was it? Was it Luchasaurus? I think he was. I think he did it, didn't he? Do a moonsault to the floor and land on his feet. Like how impressive is it now? I don't know. <laughs> I don't move. I'm not. I'm not moved by it anymore. I it's like you. when a seven footer does a dive through the ropes. <laughs> it's just like, all right, the base is flying now, as opposed to it. Yeah, we've reversed it. The f- people who fly are basing for the bases to fly. That's it. All right. Fair enough. It's called evolution. Yeah. Not all evolution is is good. But it's evolution nonetheless. Yes, well, hopefully we can take charge of how this shit evolves. Because (laughs) uh, if you leave it up to the devices of other people, that's a whole other rant for a whole other goddamn day. Because we have got other stuff we just speak. Actually, actually, I was just going to say that's a whole other rant for a whole other day. Actually, it's really not because... What are the main topics we're going to talk about, and we're going to get to it right now because I got shit to do today. Vince McMahon, mm. you want to talk about evolution and sometimes it not being the best? Where we uh, classic writing plot hole, we've written ourselves into a corner, folks. I'll tell you what: <clears throat> if what your theory was is true, they did it. They fucking did it. They sons of bitches pulled it off. They pulled it off. They slayed a titan. Power move central. It's the it. When I found out he retired, it confirmed to me that it was a power move. Absolutely. That, That confirmed it. Now who who pulled it off specifically? I have no idea. But you know what? Vince gave. Vince always gave people the bullets that they needed to take him down. No one ever had the guts to pull the trigger on it. Somebody did it. So who's at the helm? Well, the popular vote would be Nick Khan. That's the popular vote because if you think about the people that he surrounds himself with, would Bruce Pritchard sell him up the river? No. Would Kevin Dunn set him up the river? No. I mean, you look around the lot. The only new person? I don't think so. The, the only name, new person was yeah. Khan, right? It's Khan. I mean, a new person who has access to Vince whenever necessary, yeah, it's Nick Khan. Now, people will respond with that and say, Well, if it was his power move and he pulled it off, what would be the end goal? Why sell? take him out? To sell. Sell. Yeah. He's been he's, he's been, been releasing <laughs> and cutting and all kinds of shit. He's been preparing for a while. This guy has set a plan in motion here. There was more than one panic move, by the way, that took place that day. Vince's retirement shifted the entire just tree, I guess, of how it works in WWE. So, from what I understand, the current chairman and CEO of WWE will be Stephanie McMahon. Triple H has been reinstated effective immediately as an EVP and head of talent relations and that everything else kind of falls just into place. Uh, From what I'm hearing, Jeff Jarrett will be helping um, with the day to day activity taking place at uh, WWE events. So there's, there's a lot of different moves being made and I don't know if Triple H being head of talent relation and Stephanie now sitting in the main chair, I don't necessarily know that that's very comforting. But that's what I mean. Stephanie now is the owner, no? I mean, I don't know if she's technically the owner. I think Vince still holds. Vince, that's another question. People are, what does that really mean? Vince retiring just means he won't physically be there anymore. He still has ownership of that company and still has a large stake in stock wise in that company I believe the number of people we're talking about was 80% of the stock you're not going to get rid of a Vince McMahon that easy but in his eyes I guess there's no sense in sitting in that chair just getting bombarded taking I'm taking grenades here left and right I guess he'd rather just be in the comfort of his own home or if he's just going to sit there and just fucking be destroyed but he still owns all that stuff. So I don't think he... I think he's still technically considered the owner of the company. But as far as the chairman and CEO position, where you make all the executive decisions, you're in the shit every day. That's your job. That's going to be Steph. So I don't... <laughs> this, this, this announcement has
1: that's crazy you go on vacation for
0: the first time in like a decade and you come back and now you're like the ceo of the company <laughs> it's like wait 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 what the fuck happened yeah like a month ago she was on what hiatus. did i miss i can't leave for one day without this shit going awry. and uh yeah so it's going to really be interesting to see what happens to the wwe moving forward will they prepare more towards the cell now what, what is What is happening? We talked about the TV-14 thing before and how we felt like that was a real desperate attempt to kind of bolster those ratings up. But now, because I had made the comment that TV-14 means nothing without the creative. And now the guy who led the revolution during TV-14 is not there anymore. And you already didn't have the talent. You already didn't have the creative on the writer's side. Well, he's also the guy who restricted that as well. So he may have built it, but he also killed it. He on purpose. Okay, that's fine. But I'm just making a comment to what you said. Yeah, he doesn't mean that. My point is, it doesn't mean anything. I think it has everything to do with what you said. The other one, the creative, the people there, the the personnel, the the creators, yeah, of the fourteen format. But yeah, but him not being there anymore, it's going to lead one of two ways. It's either going to be detrimental because he – say what you want about Vince McMahon, the person, and we'll get to his allegations in a second. Say what you want about Vince McMahon, the person. Say what you want about Vince McMahon, the businessman, which are two completely different people. No one – and I've said this on the show before, and I think I may have said it recently with you – No one will ever obsess over their job the way that he did. Even if Steph takes over now, she's not going to be half as driven for this company as he was. And that's not a knock on Steph, because he was obsessed. He didn't take time off for decades. He's in that chair every fucking day from ages 40 to fucking 77, I think they said he is. Sorry, 76 or some shit, just every fucking day they don't build people like that anymore Mm-mm. Mm-mm. so even if you could it, the only replacement for Vince McMahon is not one person you would need multiple people and I know you said the board of directors is multiple people yeah but though the board of directors are a group of people who don't give a shit about the wrestling business Steph gives a shit about the wrestling business but not enough to bring her company into shambles, she's going to worry more about the business end. The one who really gives a shit about the wrestling business is Triple H, and he doesn't have the power to do anything. He barely even has the power to to stay relevant in what he was doing. They destroyed his brand because of his heart issue, and they weren't sure he was going to come back. Now he's back with no one on top to really tell him, hey, knock it off, because Steph's not going to tell him that. Because what he did worked, and actually Steph believed in what she, he was doing with the NXT go, uh, black and gold brand. Steph actually supported it very heavily, very publicly. So if she really is in charge, and he's back as head of talent relations, it's a good chance we could see him involved with NXT again. This time with nobody on top to tell him, hey, knock it off. But we don't know. It's all question marks at this point. We're living in uncharted waters now. We've never done this without Vince. And some people will say, well, that's a great thing. He's been holding the product back. And then there's Uh, others. Then there's others who are going to sit there and say, well, goddamn. Every company out there has wishy-washy leadership. Are they in control of the company? Does Tony Khan really have control of his company? Who knows? That was never the case in WWE. Crazy or not crazy, you always knew who the boss was. You, you always knew who the man was and the, who, who's got the big dick in the room. He makes the final goddamn decisions. Final. There was always some sort of leadership there. Do the staff and, and, and beloved family of WWE believe in staff that much? I don't know. As, a, as her time oh. as a head writer, that would give you the implication that maybe they don't. But all hands on deck, the McMahon family is under duress. Will the, will the team follow her now as the new head coach? I don't know. We're going to yeah. have to find out because that's not an easy road to, road to hoe, as they say down in the South. That, that's, that's, that's a hell of a legacy to have to follow. And she knew all along that it would be. But there's a difference when your father is basically immortal and feeds off the souls of young people to stay alive. It's hard to believe that he will not be there one day. And I don't know if you saw on SmackDown when she opened the show to talk about it. She was very emotional. And I could believe that him making that decision, and of all the irony of it, of him tweeting it, like he ever tweets ever, and for him to tweet his retirement, I think, is the ultimate ha Because this guy, as much as he loves social media for the metrics of it, he's never fucking on social media. So for that to be his method of, yeah, I'm leaving the, co- I'm leaving the company, or right. essentially I'm leaving the business, that was kind of funny to me. But here we are. New leadership in tow. Yeah we'll, we'll see what happens. What do you feel about the impact uh, for the creative? you think nothing's going to change, or do you think there could be some uh, ramifications of this? The only problem I have with creative is that a lot of the writers who would put things together, if you listen to anybody who's been there and like talent-wise, and then would leave, the, set, the story seems to be the same. that the writers always ended up writing. For a group of one, which is Vince. Mm-hmm. With no Vince there, and they're free to be a little bit more creative. Well, well let's see what you got. What did you come up with? There's Liv a good Morgan, chance. the champion. There, there is a chance that they could come up with something that um, could be good. But because it's untested, because we don't know. Because every time they've ever written anything, it's to appease Vince. It could be really good, or it could continue to be the absolute shits. Because it's a writing staff in wrestling. Right. No booker is perfect, but at least when you were the booker, you had some experience in the game. You knew how this was supposed to work. You knew how to work an audience as far as wrestling is concerned. You got a better chance. Right. A team of writers all writing for individuals who are on different segments of the show. It's just, it's not a good system. It's never been a good system. It's confusing. That's why they have so many people who start off as one person and then they get called to the main roster. Now they have a completely different name or a completely different gimmick. and It, it doesn't make any sense. You were on USA Network on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Now you're on USA Network on Friday. Mm-hmm. But you're a completely different person with a completely different look and a completely different name with completely different goals. Right. What happened? and that's where creative can get fucking finicky and funny. Whoever, I could tell you this right now, Steph being in charge spells trouble for a lot of the older guard. John is, is has is got to be the first to go. He's the one wrapped up in this shit with Vince, so he's got to be the first to go. Bruce Pritchard, I would be counting my days. Kevin Dunn, executive producer of the television show itself, I would be counting my days as well because he wasn't involved with the sex allegations, but he has been brought up on charges for the insider trading. And they just don't like him in general. They've been trying to get rid of him for forever. Mm. So, there's the next. You're, you're, of you're months, calling like a whole new line of marriage in Yeah. Clean they're house? Gonna, they're going to probably start bringing in and i'm referring to Stephanie. they gotta put a name to the titan that's axing down these 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 juggernauts that's been there probably will once they're secure in their position once it becomes secure and this is what they're going to be doing moving forward and they can't really be touched then i'm pretty sure you're going to start moving don't think for one second that the mcmahons are just going to get hit and not hit back It's just a matter of when, and it's just a matter of being in the position to do it. Right. Nick's not going to come into our business and just take it over. Now, will he win in the end? He might, because (laughs) the people that he's competing against here are rather old. But don't think that Vince McMahon is going to go out like some punk-ass bitch and not swing. He's going to swing. It's just a matter of when. Because when Vince swings, he wants it to hurt. We will see. And he's he's swung and made it hurt in the past. So I wouldn't put it past the old man to have a little bit of piss and vinegar left in him. It's just a matter of when and if. Which is why I, I assumed when the announcement came that he was retiring, but then it was followed by all of these structural changes with Triple H and Stephanie. And he star- what if he starts his own company again? The, uh, WWF. WWE. W- WWE. Yeah. World Wrestling Extra Entertainment. WWE. Uh. W. <laughs> yeah. So it's definitely a possibility. And There was a lot of rumor when Triple H got sick that he that he got pissed and he was going to start his own company away from Vince, like his own version of NXT but away from no, Vince. That was never going to happen, but it was hilarious. Could you imagine if that of the, uh, if they got off the sinking shit of w w e and just started their own shit, the extra entertainment wrestling company uh so that would hilarious. be that would be phenomenal I'd be tuning into those monday night wars for sure well the the negative connotation now to vince McMahon leaving w w e uh is now due to the allegations, so let's talk about that for just a second'cause when last when last we left you, the numbers had spiked. Uh, They had gone from one woman who made a... uh, Well, she didn't make a claim. Someone made a claim about her receiving hush money from WWE. uh, More specifically, excuse me, Vince McMahon, not WWE. Vince McMahon paid his own money uh, to give her that hush money, those $3 million to keep quiet. Um, It was one woman, $3 million. Now we're up to four women, $12 Mm. million, and... We now know that all of those women involved signed NDAs, which is why we never heard about it from them. But we also now know that the company that's investigating them for those four t- and those $12 million are still investigating NDAs as we speak. So there's more. They're not looking for NDAs. They have NDAs that they're investigating. Mm-hmm. So we do know that there's more than the four women, and we do know that it's more than the $12 million. And unfortunately, due to Chris Jericho's statements on the conversation, it's not just infidelity that we're talking about. He didn't just bang a few chicks, pay him some money, and kept them quiet. There's also now allegations on the table as far as sexual assault, which means that some of these women uh, were paid off, but not so willing on the sex side of things. So it's starting to get a little darker, and it's starting to get a little more disgusting on that side of the fence. And it's not just Vince McMahon and his butt buddy John Laurinaitis, but there's other people now being named. It's a whole thing. The investigation is still ongoing. When it comes to a complete end, and they have all the information they need, it's going to be very interesting to see where Vince lands on this, because I think, and it should, I think this affects his legacy in a big, big way, uh, as as much good as he has done in the wrestling business. and this we'll talk about his origins after this, but you know to have your career last for as long as it's lasted and hate or not hate, there is some level of respect of what he was able to do and what he was able to accomplish with his company. I guess I'll ask you, do you do you believe in the eyes of legitimate wrestling fans if they're going to sit here and go, man, I love Vince McMahon, thank you for everything you've done, but then it comes out that he's out here raping, that he's out here sexually assaulting, that he's out here doing these <clears throat> things to these women and then paying them to shut up, does that affect the legacy at all? Does that bring it down a notch now? I don't know. Not really. For, like, <clears throat> I, unfortunately, I don't think so. I mean, there's people out here who still support R. Kelly. <laughs> so, so, so to say that it's going to completely ruin his legacy, maybe they won't be as vocal. But, like, some people, you'll always get the argument where it's like, you'll get the guy who goes, look, I can separate the man from what he did. Like, oh, like, he the, did a, like the big one. Yeah, he, he did, you know, what he did for the wrestling business it has nothing to do with the fact that he raped women. Like, there are a plethora of people out there nice who who think like that. Like uh, like the Michael Vick thing as well. Like, oh, you know, he was a great quarterback, you know, just because he did some stuff offside the field. That's got nothing to do with me. I'm watching the sport. So, he's a great – so. You know, I don't think it's going to ruin his legacy to the point where it's just like thou shalt not mention the name McMahon. Mm. But uh, I mean, obviously, it's going to sound like that because just like anything else, the astounding vocal that you hear are going to be the ones of outrage, not of the ones that are like, look, man, he's kind of a dick for that. But like he gave us all these wrestling moments. So, I mean, it just kind of is what it is. He's a piece of shit, I guess. So we move on. But, and that's the way everything, no matter what the fuck we're talking about, think of the most ridiculous, should be across the board, this is not good. And there will be a crowd of people who feel that way about that situation. Fair
1: enough. We're
0: experiencing it now. I mean, to this day, we're still hearing the Benoit. Conversation it was like, yeah, he murdered his family, but God damn, was he a great technician in the ring? And you're like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, like right. his matches, A one. Yeah, his matches, A one. His A-1. matches were fantastic. It's just, you know, I, I really wish people would just kind of get past the whole murdering his wife. Yeah, yeah let's stop talking. I'm, I'm, I'm here for wrestling. Yeah, let's talk, That's wrestling. really bringing the vibe down, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And and you know what to say, man. I'll be honest with you, I'm not faulting those people, right? Because it's not unrealistic for someone to not give a fuck about that stuff like it's not their life they don't really care about it they inside know it's fucked up but it's not something like it's like telling someone it's like telling someone they're not allowed to enjoy something it doesn't matter for what the reason is people just don't like to be told to not like something or to do anything for that matter uh in general so if it's something they don't care about but yet they're being told they can't enjoy it because of something they don't care about yeah that's not gonna fly with a lot of people a lot of people are just gonna tell you go fuck yourself i really don't care about that like it's fucked up it's shitty i wish it never happened because we would have and and it would be like yeah I wish you didn't do that because i'd have more great matches you know what i mean and yeah. even that in itself sounds fucked up so it's just it's if it's not being for a lot of people in this world, if it doesn't directly affect them, then it, they're very much more likely to look past certain things to be able just to enjoy what they enjoy. Hmm. And I don't know if that's necessarily a bad thing. But it is what it is. It exists. It, like... is what, it is what it is, but I don't necessarily agree with the fact that that's a bad thing from that person. 'Cause it's well within that person's right to not care about that. Right? That's more of like a social pressure. That's more of like a like he doesn't have to or a person doesn't have to care that another person's family was murdered. Now it's fucked up and he'd be like, yo, that's kind of fucked up and it shouldn't be that way, but he's within his right to not give a shit, is my point. And there's a lot of people out there. That don't give a fuck. That do not yeah, give a that fuck. That do not give a fuck. He was like, okay, yes, this child and this woman died. That sucks. But that headbutt off the top People rope, die every day. Yeah. Yeah, that's the other one, too. People yeah, die yeah. every day. People die every day, dude. People die every just day. Just people dying right now. As we speak, someone's getting stabbed. Yeah, and Benoit's <laughs> headbutt off the top rope was A1. So I A1. don't know. It's just, it is what it it's is. Just, it's again, it's a social pressure. I personally don't agree with the fact that, you know, you do that, but that's my own stance, and I will never project my own stance on anyone. I understand that at the end of the day, you don't have to give – actually, we are emotionally trained not to give a fuck about stuff that's not directly affecting us, right? Because if we did, we'd all be depressed because you can literally go to the corner store and see someone going through something, right? So we've, we're have we taught to put up our shields and ignore the bad shit around us because – you have to stay positive, type of shit. Block the negative energy out. Ignore the bad stuff, and move the best way that you can. We program that way. So for someone to be that way, uh, to something that may seem kind of extreme, is not far fetched to me. No, you become desensitized to stuff. we actually talked about a little bit about this when we were talking about Uvalde and the school shooting. It's like how many times can I turn on the school, the TV, and see school c- shooting and still give a fuck? Because nothing's gonna happen from it, right? You're gonna continuously keep telling me another school was shut up today. All right, what are we doing to stop it? Not a fucking thing. All right, well then leave me out of this shit because yeah, I don't want to hear not about it. Do anything hey, about it. That's a that's a problem. That's a problem solver mentality, right? Those it's like, hey, this is an issue. Okay, what are we doing to fix it? Yeah. Well, it's complicated. All right, well All right, hit me well, when you figure it out. Yeah, well, because I'm, I'm not wasting you. my well, day. I could die tomorrow. Essentially, what you're telling me is that this place, this world, is so fucked up that if I go outside, I could die tomorrow. I'm not dwelling on that shit. Yeah. I'm gonna do what I can to enjoy my life, and then when Before I walk I to school and get fucking and blasted in the face, then at least I know I enjoyed my life. Like that's a mentality people have, and it's a, it's a mentality that I have. I'm not, gonna and I don't think here. it's a bad one. I I'm think all mentalities are good. Unfortunately, yeah. I'm I'm not gonna sit there and dwell on that shit. I no. feel very horrible for the children that were killed but if you the people who are in charge of fixing that problem have zero interest in fixing it then I'm going to stop then you are caring about it. indirectly the problem yeah I'm going to stop right. fucking caring about it because it's not going to nothing's going to happen how can you look at these parents bury their kids and not fucking make a fucking decision? It doesn't make any sense to me. So, yeah, yeah since yeah, it's illogical, yeah. it doesn't make any sense to fucking. You it. can't tell me that a bunch of people just buried their children and there are people standing literally right next to them going, yeah, but gun laws, it's my amendment, mm. right? But then at the same time, say Vince McMahon's an asshole. I, I can't take yeah. you seriously. Yeah. Like, I, I just can't. I can't. Your priorities are fucked because those two are the same people, by the way. Yeah. Those people, those two people are the same people. When it gets to some real shit, like people dying, it's, it's whatever. Like, listen, it, you're infringing on my rights, I, I'm sorry you lost your child, but I should be able to buy all the guns that I want and carry it around because I don't care about dying and I don't care about killing. So to me, it's, it's a world I'm okay living in. You can hold that emotional damage that you have now. I mean, you'll time will heal. You'll feel better later. Yeah. You'll be laughing in no time. Yeah. Don't just, worry about just it. Just make another kid. You straight. Just make another kid. You got it in you. You're, Come on. You're good to go. And I don't understand what the hubbub is all about. I mean, but I mean, I got this gun. I'm about to buy, and I really need you guys to not restrict me from buying. Said, it. <laughs> Listen, I feel bad for your kids, but I've really been saving up for this nice scope that I'm gonna yeah. put on my shit.
1: Yeah, nah, yeah, I'm gonna be yeah able for to hit sure. Hear
0: from like a hundred yards out, bitch. Like this is a thing. People I are mean. people are at the cemetery with their burying their kids in like three blocks over. They're having a, a firearms parade. Yeah, per, uh, fuck it's you. just like, bro, yeah, so, yeah, it's yeah. crazy. And that's why when people get so outraged with their, this shit and they get all red in the face and they're yelling at other people next to them, fuck you, fuck you. Like these, I I seriously look at these people as they're all sick. Like you're, you're just you're mentally you can't even process thought like eagle eyes some shit every once in a while and take yourself out of your body and take a look at the fact that you're screaming about a man who has some sexual allegations and they're terrible and hopefully they're not true. And if they are, he's a piece of shit for it. Yeah. But at the end of the day, this isn't the pinnacle of what's going on. So if you're outraged by this. You you need to just be focusing your energy somewhere else, in my opinion. But again, it's just my opinion. Yeah. It it, it listen it, the, when the investigate the investigation apparently is working because we're finding everything. Oh right. no, it's working. It's Vince, its Vince is telling us that a lot of this stuff, in a roundabout way, is, is in some way, shape, or form. Very true. true. Yeah. Or he wouldn't have moved the way he he's moving. Confirmed right now. the allegations when he retired. Yep. In my opinion, in my opinion, wrong, but it, that's it, how it wouldn't. Feels. It it wouldn't be that way if he literally didn't say what about a few months ago, right before WrestleMania, that he's gonna die in that chair. Yeah, he literally said that in the interview he did. I'm not. I'm, I'm never I, retiring. I believe, and I believed him. That's why I went. I 1,000. percent When I texted it. you about it when it first broke, I was like, I never thought I'd see the day because yeah. uh, because of him because that's all he ever told us he is that said, i will die in this go, chair die in that chair i am and die now, working and now that's he's it. like now he's like oh you know I'm. Getting oh, it's asleep. been a great run guys I, I'm, I'm getting uh, sleepy and shit and you know yeah I, really, I fell asleep during a meeting yesterday it just might be my time i just found out that my nephew i just don't account, have it in me i don't have to drive anymore you a, know i don't have the <laughs> stomach anymore to do this <laughs> Um, I woke up today, questioning myself: Why? Why keep grinding? You know. I just found out that I have a smart TV and I got all these streaming apps on there, and I'm like, "Yo, this is awesome!" I, don't how to grind I woke there. up yesterday. I went to go record a show that I know is coming up and told me my TiVo was full. I was like, look, I need some time to get through this. I, you know? I got I to watch these shows. I can't imagine Vesper Man with a fucking TiVo or some shit. Like, I no, no, actual TiVo. Not saying TiVo as in like re- recording from your cable company. No, I mean like actual. He's got the actual original TiVo <laughs> that's original maxed one. out. Yeah, it's maxed out. And he's got to work through oh, them. Man, I can't. What is... Was like, he... did you guys know you could rewind live TV now? This is my crazy. Great, this is my greatest fear. Because as everyone knows, I I'm obsessed with wrestling. I've been obsessed with it my entire life. I can't see my life without wrestling in some way. This is the guy who made all that possible for me when I was a kid. What does he do next? What on earth does He's he doing do... no. See let's stop let's stop pretending. Listen, when there is no longer a McMahon at the helm of this company, then I will believe that Vince has no reach until then. What Vince is going to do is he's going to, he's going to transition to the 2022 way of working and that he's just going to work remote. He's going to work remote from home. His job just became full remote. And he's gonna walk. Her. If you see Stephanie walking around with a Bluetooth earpiece piece on, from now on, mm. it's probably because Vince is there in spirit he's, in her ear. He's talking so her through it like one of those. Let's comedies. not pretend that he has no. He no longer has no reach. That is not the case. It is still going to be a please McMahon deal. A lot of this stuff isn't going to change. When Vince's reach know. is removed from the company. Mm. Stephanie, Triple H, things like that. When they, if they are ever removed from this company, then I will believe that Vince has no reach. Until then, this changes nothing but his location. I don't in know my, about in that. my opinion. I don't know about that because I don't know if he's going to be able to control himself, not being physically there. I think that's a problem for him. He's not going to like it, but. He's also yes, I agree with you. But you also have to admit that this man, when it comes to business, he will do anything. So if he knows he's put up against a wall right now, let's not let's 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 remove the thought that this is a personal thing for Vince. This is not he's not moving in a way so is to protect himself, but also to protect the company and to do what's best for the company. So it's not a matter of him leaving because, oh, now I'm done, and that's it, I don't know what to do with my hands. He's just (laughs) repositioning himself. I don't know what to do with my hands. He's just repositioning himself to do what he has to do for the better of the company. That's it. He's still moving, and he's still going to operate this company in some way, shape, or form. He's still working. I promise you that there's no doubt in my mind that this man is not waking up in some place, somewhere, doing the same shit and sending in the information that he needs to Stephanie, and then Stephanie is going to do whatever it is that needs to get done. It's the reason why he he tried to put these fail-safes into the company with the Stephanie and his son and uh, Shane, but I don't think Shane was biting. I don't think he wanted anything to do with this. And now, thinking about it, it was probably for more reasons than we thought. Ah, Because Vince was, I'm not Vince, uh, Shane was very adamant and vocal about not wanting anything to do with this. So, again, that's just an assumption. Maybe that fight at the Royal Rumble was about something a little bit more than a Royal Rumble match. Maybe he didn't like the way he, maybe he always didn't like the way that he moves. I mean, maybe he knows that he cheats on his mom and didn't like that shit. I don't know. I'm guessing. But if you think in hindsight, Shane was always very vocal about not wanting to take this shit over. Yeah, he actually was. But Stephanie always did what she had to do because she loves the company as well. Well, and so does Shane. Now I have the question now. Now, See, now this opens up more light to both of them as well. Like you just said, it opens up more light with Shane arguing about more than we thought. Now I got to go the other way with Steph. Does Steph really love this company or was she trying to keep it afloat for her family business and have something to pass on to her kids? I think Stephanie does love this company because between Shane and Stephanie, Stephanie was way more invested i was gonna say between those two yeah wait no but just i'm only using the comparison because that's what we're talking about but if you want to remove shane from this conversation stephanie was probably just as invested as vince just as invested she made herself look like a hoe she got married she looked like she was being smutted out by the roster like she put herself in like very questionable. Oh, you mean characters. like when Jericho and Rock used to do weekly jokes about her tit jab? All of it. She put she let's not let's put respect on Stephanie's name. When she was old enough to rock in that place, she's been doing her thing. She's been invested. She's been doing things that Vince also did. Going out there, putting herself out there, doing the promos, being in in the the fuse and fighting marriages being kidnapped, all kinds of crazy shit. So to say that Stephanie's only doing it for daddy, I think is a little disrespectful to her legacy because she's a big part of this company, especially the Attitude Era. Hmm. So I think her love for the company is just as much. So, But 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 to say that she may not have disagreed with daddy, which she may have, Maybe she looked the other way. And if she did, I think it's because of her love for the company that she would do that. Yeah, shit. Also Shane, think, however, was not nearly as invested. I also think she was farther up Vince's ass than the other. If if Shane, Could be. Daddy's girl. And, Who knows? And 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 uh, Mama's boy. Maybe. Because Shane, and maybe that's why Shane, he's so pissed. Shane probably took up for Mom more than he took Absolutely. up for Dad. And Steph always took up for Dad. These are all assumptions. But I just, They're all you assumptions, can just yeah, recall... We're how people move sometimes this isn't far-fetched to assume this no it's actually pretty probable considering how this investigation is working out and if you noticed when vince mcmahon's back was to the wall he didn't call shane he called steph nope. absolutely so i mean it's not it's not because stephanie's the one he, the can relo- he can rely That's the he, one he rely can rely on he can rely on shane that's the one he can trust. He knows he can trust. He He's gonna get it done. He knows that if you're, even though even though it sounds ridiculous, on paper, if they do what you pitched, Shane's in that chair with an earpiece, and Vince's at home telling her what to do. He knows Steph's the one who's gonna listen to that earpiece. Yep. Shane's going to take that shit off. I'm not listening to this bullshit. Let me run this company the way I want to run it. He's like, all right, all right, Falcon, I'm going rogue. And he's going to take the (laughs) earpiece out. Steph's the kind of person to run the company, but go to Vince and say, well, what would you do? Shane wouldn't do that. I think at this point she would do that. But I think at this point, Stephanie knows what she would do. And she would rather use her own Vince judgment. Than to go through her own judgment, if that makes sense, right? Yeah. Without talking to Vince, she got something on her plate. She has to make a decision. She knows what she would do, but she knows what Vince would do, and she would always—I think she would always do what Vince would do. Yeah, the... even without communicating, so that reach is still there. Got the bracelet as long as she's there. Got the bracelet. WWE, and that's all and that's one of the that's one of the whole reasons why. People of this stature want their children to take over the company and follow in their footsteps so that other people, because the the bigger you get, the more piranhas that are going to try to come after you. You have to have some self fail safes and and he's got he could have had two, but unfortunately, I think he's only got one. I don't think he was ever going to have two. I don't think Shane was ever going to get on board with this. It was obvious that Shane is okay with his dad, but I don't think that he has a relationship with his dad like people might think. No. And I think so. that's evident by the fact that he's left the company so many times and mm-hmm. sold his share. There's no interest in being in the WWE. So, and who, who would do that? Someone who who lives on that level and someone who's headstrong and goes i don't give a fuck how much money you have i am not associated. i would rather cut myself off from it and make my own shit than to be subjected to your bullshit. it's very common i don't know how common it is amongst people who would bite the hand that fed him as far as money wise goes but no but Shane, shane's got his own money so he's all right it's 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 very common for people to have family members that have a high stature where they cuz like look you never called me you never cared I'm no or you all you do is give me money and want me to do what you want me to do manipulate shit that is extremely common but a lot of people don't talk about it because what do you think the average person who doesn't have that will say to that person you're a fucking idiot huh. that's why they don't talk about it because it's like yo I'm not talking to my father who owns four companies well why well because he's an asshole yeah but he's rich and you could be financially secure i don't care i don't need that you're you a go. fucking idiot you're <laughs> an idiot. idiot you stuck you're it up you do dumb, what daddy dumb. says so you can get that paycheck and be able to live financially free nah i'd rather get it on my own you're a fucking weirdo you're a fucking idiot How and that's exactly and that's why people don't say that shit i'm i promise you that is way more common than you would think. Mm. Well, the final question to be asked about the Vince McMahon situation is because the um, the worshipers have already come out and they're lost, Dave. They're lost. Where where does wrestling go from here? That's what everyone that's what all of these worshipers are worried about. What happens to the wrestling business now that Vince McMahon is no longer at the helm of the WWE. What are we going to lose the wrestling it goes, business for? No, it goes it goes untouched. Nothing changes. <laughs> you know why? Because they're stupid. Because Vince has many many times before said, "We're not in the wrestling business. Yeah. We're in the business of entertainment." Yes, this is not wrestling. This is entertainment. That is, it's a it's a soap opera that is wrestling based. So nothing's going to happen to the wrestling business. The ROHs, the AEWs, the New Japans are all going to exist in its current state. Yes. And entertainment itself and WWE may alter. If anything, if anything, the only thing that can change is that some new leadership gets taken and they change the direction in which then it becomes more wrestling. So you can only improve the wrestling business. Yeah, it, it definitely can't it's, be um, more entertainment. You you can't go more. <laughs> Dude, straight up to your face is like, yo, this isn't wrestling. This is entertainment. This mm. is a gimmick. This is a storyline. We are we're selling you a product here. Yes. We have people in place to tell a story, and we do that through the vessel of wrestling. So yeah. for anyone who's out there saying what's going to happen to wrestling, you clearly just like. You're one of those guys who could tell you, you can be told something and like exactly what something is. And you still just confused about what it is. Cause you just don't believe what's being told to you. You're not buying it. All right. So, so before, this is what I mentioned earlier about bringing up Vince's origins and I'll make it quick because everyone knows the Vince stories, but I think sometimes people forget that the way Vince built his empire was against the rules. Vince single-handedly attempted in his own way to destroy wrestling here in the United States because here in the United States, wrestling was territorial. Now, we didn't have the internet. We didn't have all that access back then. But the way that it was set up before, it was perfect for the communities and the areas that they were in. And what Vince did was because he saw the way that system worked, He thought to himself, I can control all of it if I've got the top stars from all of those territories and created a national product. And in his mind, if I take their top stars, I'll be able to help my company. But that doesn't necessarily mean it will kill theirs. They'll just build another fucking top star. But What he didn't realize was going national was was going to tear apart the territorial system. And the territorial promoters knew that. And there were so many companies along the way that he knew that if I took their top star, they weren't going to sit there and just take that shit lightly. And he went beyond that on several occasions where he actually tried not only to take the top star but buy the actual territory and company. Offered Vergania money up in Minnesota. Vergania told him to go fuck himself. Got a hold of Jim Crockett's television down there in Georgia, down in Georgia, down in the uh, uh, the TBS time slot. That didn't last. That didn't even last a year before the fans of the South said, nah, fuck this. We want our Gordon Soli wrestling back. And he he bum-rushed, he bogarted, by the way, the Vern Gagne story uh, when he tried to buy the territory from Vern Gagne, and that didn't work out. He still took the top star because he got Hogan out of it. And he got Roberts from another company and DiBiase from another company. And he just started building and building and building. He was taking top territorial stars, either young and up and coming or already at the top of the car. for the ones that would go, because stars like Bachwinkle didn't go. But they got Heenan. So it was like, you know, they they he went around skimming talent and buying talent out from underneath people and you know, putting him in the contracts and getting them on TV and pushing the national narrative and buying up other people's TV. You know how they always had the rumor that other companies can't work Madison Square Garden because Vince McMahon said so? Yeah. That agreement was in place for a lot of companies before Vince McMahon came around. And what Vince McMahon would do is he would go to those arenas and he would offer damn near double to run there. And they would buy out venues and they would buy out different places out from underneath territories. But then, as soon as he was on top, he tried to do what the other promoters did, which was block out everybody else. You see where I'm of going course. with this? Yes, this exactly. might be back. He's a businessman. He's a businessman in a world full of people who were different types of businessmen. Because the you people who were they were just wrestling people who loved wrestling and put together a product. This is a guy who walked into a place. He was a shark in a sea of Man, just fish. There's your word. They were all businessmen, but Vince was a goddamn, uh, fucking, a megalodon. Yeah, he came in and just bit everybody up. And they it, were all it, fish yeah. in the same water, but he was a carnivore. And you and you can bark. They can bark. They're barking. They're they're trying to snap back at him, but it's just it just doesn't work. Like his reach, his momentum, his drive, his his desire to complete the mission that he has in, at hand and any way form that he has to do it is greater than anyone else's. Yep. You're just not going to outwork Vince. No, you're not. So and, good luck. Yeah. And after he got through with the territorial system and created a national product, then a billionaire came out of nowhere and said, we're going to challenge Vince directly on a national level. Created WCW from an already established territory because everyone, for some reason, still forgets that Crocker Promotions and the NWA of that time, that was what WCW became. And Vince defeated them with underhanded tactics, but to be fair, this time it was a response to their underhanded tactic. i know oh, you got to fight fire with fire this time the wcw only way you can wcw was the one that kind of poked the bear on that but see here's the thing if you got everyone playing by the rules which is what the territories were yeah and then you have the one guy go say fuck these rules i'm making my own rules and then succeeds in that manner right it's not like he was shut down right away and everyone was like nah fuck those rules There were people going, okay, this situation's better for me. I got to do what's better for me. Yeah. So, and and it's not even like, think about that era. It's not like they were walking into million dollar contracts. It's not like they were in the indies, right? And this is how fucked up people are. And people don't think about shit like this, right? It's not like they were walking out out of like, let's say, let's say, $50,000 contracts to go to a a $500,000 contract, right? Obviously, it's better for you. These guys are moving. I would love to see those contracts. You're probably talking like two grand a week to like maybe four grand a week or some shit. And that's big money. You're talking top talents. Mm -hmm. The money was not good back then not even close to what it is today so man, the numbers i'm saying is just completely random but they were significantly smaller so these guys no, wait, sold... a minute. wait a minute no 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 i gotta have to stop you there the money the money was great for the top talent the money was great for the top talent if you're gonna make an argument about money today versus yesterday then the the best argument i could probably give you is that the guy on the lower end of the spectrum gets way more money than the job guy or the lower end from like the eighties. The guys who were making money in the eighties that were big money ball players, the flares, the Bachwinkles, the 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 Briscoe, I mean I'm we're talking about the funks, right? They made a ton of fucking money. But the guy I mean six, seven figures a year. Same as the guys are making now. But the guys on the lower end of that card Woo! There's a discrepancy there. Liv Morgan is making way more money before she was the champion than any of those fucking jabrones were making back in the '80s. There's just there's no there's no contest there. Money up and down the card is a lot better now. And and uh, to make things even you're trying worse. to say you're trying to tell me I see I don't believe that you're well, trying I'm, to I'm tell me that based on the talent themselves. You're probably... trying to tell me that. Pre Hulk Hogan, Hulk Hogan, I'm talking before he was with Vince, was making six figures wrestling. I'm calling bullshit. You can, that's fair. And I'm going to try to look it who's... up. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But I'm caught, call- especially back at that year, I'm calling bullshit. There's well, no way that the we're fucking be- making that much money. If you're talking the era before, uh, before Hogan, then you're going to have to also include um, inflation to those numbers because the money is not the same as it was you can adjust for inflation that's fine but they weren't making six they're, figures i'm telling you they were making a bunch of fucking money a lot uh, of okay fucking money. but the, listen man verbiage is verbiage is important uh-huh. to say that they're making a bunch of fucking money you're correct while also not proving me incorrect. Okay, but you just asked this, me after I said that, well, what's a bunch of money? And I told you six or seven figures. I'm very specific. And I'm telling you that I don't believe it was okay, six or seven figures. you don't have to believe it. If you want to look it up, that's fine. <laughs> that's and what I'm saying. I'm telling you I'm what saying, telling I am saying i do not believe that I'm i am telling you i do not believe Hulk Hogan in a territorial area before Vince McMahon was making six figures. Ask, ask Jerry Lawler what he was making pre-Hulk Hogan in the Memphis Territory. And I'm, you, and I'm telling you, telling you right now, it's a high fucking dollar amount. Okay, it can again, it can be. Especially like as you described, being the top talent versus not being the top talent yeah, that's where the is significantly is. That's big different. Drop. Big drop. But you could be talking, you could be talking six figures to twenty K, the differential, or you could be talking, I'm making fifty K and the person on the bottom is making like a hundred dollars a night. that's 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 a big difference in money but it's not six figures but if you if you adjust for inflation then i understand what you mean but at the end of the day my whole point is is that these people didn't give a fuck and they were just gonna go for themselves with the money because vince at that time how proven was vince like did hogan know he was gonna be hogan i don't think they were able to predict the success they would have but according to hogan when he was approached by Vince originally, the pitch t- made to him from Vince was exactly that: "I don't know how far this will go, but I guarantee you, you're gonna make the top money, and I'm gonna push you the hardest. However that works itself out is however it is, but you're gonna be my main focus, and that's what that's what Hogan signed up for. I want to be the because because in AWA he was a top heel." He was positioned as a top heel. Remember, AWA Hulk Hogan, if I'm not mistaken, that was the era of Hogan that did the Rocky Balboa movie. Thunderlips. Yeah. He was the heel. Thunderlips. Mm-hmm. The, 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 the 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 man the is it the mountain of whatever all those nicknames he had. Thunderlips. That was right. that was pre hulkamania But he had the look. He had the size, he had the charisma, and he had the Rocky movie. And Vince McMahon said, "You're gonna be my guy." I don't know where where this is gonna go, but I have a national product that I'm just starting. I need a top star. Right, you're, it. you're that guy. So he only really signed up for the possibility of being a star because they didn't know for sure. But when the when 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 somebody with that much money tells you you're gonna be my focal point, you sign up. Especially at that time. There was a phrase back then. It's not used so much anymore, but back then it was a big phrase, figured in. When you're figured in, you are set, my man. You're making all the money. He's, he's going to be one of my top priorities as a booker. I'm gonna, he's going to be on all the television shows. He's going to be on in all the newspapers, on all the magazines. He's going to be my the face of my company. That guy was taken care of. That yeah. guy made all the goddamn money humanly possible for that time because right. you want him happy and you want him fed and you want him uh, prepared to do the work he needs to do. It's the guys on the lower end that were interchangeable. That's the right. only difference, the guaranteed possibility of work. Liv Morgan's going to be on Raw this Monday no matter what. That's not how it worked back then. You were either good enough to be on the show or you were not. And if you were good one month, that isn't necessarily guarantee you'll be that good next month. So you were right. gone. So it was a lot harder to make money back then. Now, the fucking popcorn guy has a guaranteed deal in a union. Who, who fucking knows? Yeah. fact of the matter is, man, if you're going to play with Vince, you got to play dirty. And that's what, the, you said, was... that's what WCW started to do and trying to do, trying to poach their people. Yeah. And that was the only person that ever got close. Where, where I was headed with that, with the Vince McMahon thing, and the reason why I bring up all the stuff that happened before he got his hands on this shit, is that he... He remixed what wrestling was supposed to be and what it had been for years, and a whole generation, maybe even more than a generation, or maybe, maybe now two two generations at the most, only know the wrestling that Vince has given them. That's why so many of them reject AEW and reject Ring of Honor and reject Impact because they don't have the kooky characters and the dramatic storylines. And yeah, that's a cool 450 splash, but I don't see, you know, two girls kissing for no reason and I don't see like there's a where is the pretend baby carriage going into the road and where is the the supernatural powers and where's where's all that stuff? That's what they think wrestling is. Entertainment. They've been watching wrestling entertainment their whole life thinking this is wrestling. So, what's going to end up happening now is WWE is either going to try their best to keep that momentum going or they're going to steer more back into the wrestling stuff and if they do that I think it's I think the WWE is dead. No, I don't think they're going to even I, I don't I don't think they're remotely thinking about steering no, into the wrestling. If anything been there if anything you guys are going to miss fence because I think it's going the opposite direction whereas Vince real was around. entertainment he kept as much wrestling as he saw fit within his within his company oh yeah without him wrestling. this motherfucker is going straight left this is you're going to have Oklahoma. cartoon character matches yeah. all kinds of crazy shit especially after the Just pandemic you, fucking when wait. They f- for, you uh, they're still piping in sound remember when they were during the pandemic they were piping in the audience they have an audience now and they're piping in the audience they've now learned how to play god on their television shows they can shoot it the way they want they can pipe in the noise they want they can get the reactions that they want the audience plays almost no role in wwe it's, television it's essentially anymore. it's essentially like watching a sitcom right yeah the people laugh studio when audience. they when when they want you to laugh it's a they're, they're drawing emotion it, out of you they're using a laugh track with people in the audience it's ridiculous yeah and with Vince, i always Gun- thought they were doing that with the whole john cena era because they wanted to push him as the good guy but it would almost be a resounding boo because unfortunately kids can't out yell grown ass men so like so, yeah. so so you would get all these boos and i always thought that that's when they started to pipe in some and sound, maybe but they, they've mastered and, it and now and maybe they did but at least during the cena era they were able to keep the kayfabe you could you couldn't really tell you you felt like it. You can listen to it and hear it and go, you know what? I really feel like that's not the audience reaction that I'm seeing. But you had doubts. There's no doubts here. Theory will cut a promo and mid-promo you'll hear the loudest booze ever, and you're looking at the audience not move. No one's doing anything, no one is saying anything. And before in the past, when the people used to boo and people used to cheer, the camera would cut away to different audience members to elicit that reaction. You would see people right. boo, put their thumbs down. You would see, When the pop would happen, you would see the camera catch the audience, put their hands in the air for the pop. You don't see any of that anymore. You hear the audio, but the camera stays fixed on the talent. You know why? Because no one's reacting. That or widescreen wide panning. Pan, uh, panning. Where they'll hit like a a large section of the crowd rather than just, like like you said, the individual person (laughs) reacting. The only time, prove me wrong, folks, the only time you see camera shots now of the audience is when the old head comes out. Go back to WrestleMania and watch Steve Austin's entrance and watch the audience be a part of that entrance. The Rock, The Undertaker, Triple H, those still get camera shots. When Theory comes out, when Moss comes out, when Liv Morgan... I know we're picking on her, poor girl, but you know what? Fuck her. <laughs> yes, when Liv comes out, there's no fucking reaction. These people do not elicit an emotion from this audience at all. Is it 100% their fault? I'm not entirely sure. Because they're reading a fucking script given to them by a bunch of people who don't know fuck dick about wrestling. So it, it its it's a catch-22. Does she not really have any personality or do they write her into a fucking hole to where she doesn't have room to show any fucking personality? I don't fucking know. And I just feel like with Vince gone, we're never going to fucking get an answer to that question. Unless Stephanie finally sits there and goes, you know what? Let's go off the cuff a little bit. I mentioned last week when we talked about the Vince McMahon thing where I was like when Vince did a promo. Introducing the Attitude Era, where it was just a promo backstage thing, where it's just like, we're tired of insulting your intelligence and portraying good guys versus bad guys. He was kind of breaking the whole kayfabe thing and letting the audience know we're going in a different direction creatively. Mm-hmm. If this leads to Stephanie McMahon doing a promo like that, introducing the TV 14 format in that way,
1: mm-hmm. where it's
0: like, you know, with Vince gone, we're we're really going to try to take this company into a new direction, maybe a more fan-oriented direction, give you guys more of what you want to see and more of what our performers want you to see. Kind of give the fans a, a, more of an idea that the talent will now have more input as to what the talent will be performing for you, and then you guys be the judge and see if you like it or you don't like it. Because it never made sense to me as a creative company that does live entertainment that you would sit there and take the slings and arrows from the fans about your creative and not give the talent the ability to hang themselves. I think fans would be less negative towards WWE if they just let the talent do what it is they want to do because if you watch AEW and you watch all the WWE talent that said, man, I got to get out of here because they're stifling me, and then they go to AEW and Tony goes, hey, do whatever you want, and they fucking suck. No one's blaming Tony Khan for that. They're blaming the fucking sucky guy. Right. I think if WWE allowed certain talents to be like, here, here's the ball. Here's a pen and paper. Write down what you want to do. I'll read it over. I'll give you the green light. You go on TV and you fucking do that. And let's see if that gets over. And if it doesn't, and the fans go, well, this is garbage, then I want you to tell the audience, hey, sorry, guys, that was my fucking idea because it's a two-way street. Vince McMahon gets a lot of bullshit for stifling the creativity. Oh, he's a 77-year-old man. He doesn't know what's hot today. Well, you got a couple of 20-something-year-olds who are on that roster who also don't know what's hot today and who also don't have a creative bone in their body. We have no fucking personality at all whatsoever and couldn't get couldn't wrestle their way out of a fucking sweater and have no fucking idea what to do to get there in the business. So, I yeah. think it's a catch-22. Show. We're going to learn more about this company with Vince out of the way. We're going to see if his structure we'll see. really worked. On record, I don't believe he's out of the way. Me, personally. Okay. But we'll see what happens. I don't think it will be immediate. I think he's going to have a heavy hand in it. Definitely in the, Forever. Weeks, in the weeks, months, maybe the first year. But eventually he's going to fade out. He's going to be 80. So... He promised me that he was gonna die in that chair. Imagine that he was on his an actual hospice, and they rolled in the chair for him to die in. What Vince a, McMahon, we're about head- to give you your last what morphing a heads- shot. What a heads- but um, if Stephanie <laughs> wants to know, uh, what you should she do here before you go? Yeah, b- before you go and you die, uh, how would you file this form? Before you, yeah, yeah, yeah. What, 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 what would you? Uh, how would you take this? Uh, how would you take this gimmick before you? Uh, before you? Before we give you this last morphing shot. <laughs> oh, thank you for the answer, Vince. Rest easy, rest easy, rest easy. Rest easy. <laughs> close your eyes. We're going to take care of it. Just close your eyes. <laughs> oh, man. So, you know, on the one end, thank you, Vince, for all the memories you've given me. On the other end, if this investigation comes out the way that we think, fuck you, Vince. I don't know. Where, the, <laughs> we're on this fence full line. I guess when the investigation comes to an end, we'll figure it out. Yeah, uh, we'll see. so that's the Vince McMahon story Steph. we got one last thing to talk about then we're going to head out of here I know you got to head over to work I got some things I got to do but I would not oh boy I said a bunch of shit happened this weekend Kevin Feige in Marvel Studios head over headed over to the infamous which is really becoming infamous I think Marvel really made this the place to be Hall H over at San Diego Comic Con the Comic-Con on planet Earth, the San Diego Comic-Con. Uh, this is where all the good stuff comes out, not just Marvel-related, but all. everyone brings their A-game to Comic-Con San Diego. And, of course, the heaviest of the heavyweights all go to Hall H. That's where the people sleep like three, four days on the ground, for three or four straight nights to try to get into Hall H because it's first-come, 1st first serve. So uh, Marvel did a whole thing yesterday made some unveilings some different announcements so i just wanted to briefly just run through this real quick kind of get your opinion on things and i wanted to share some information of my own first and foremost i was i was shocked by the very first thing that was mentioned i was shocked because for the first three phases of the mcu i didn't know we were in the infinity war saga or the infinity saga whatever I didn't get that until it was almost over. Mm. Like around Endgame, I started hearing about that. And then Endgame finished up, and all of a sudden now it's the Infinity Saga. I didn't know. But we're only in Phase 4, and apparently we have a name already. The Multiverse Saga is the name uh, that are going to be used for all of the properties moving forward from Phases 4 through 6. This is the Multiverse Saga. That's something they've made official. They even used... uh, (laughs) <laughs> they used the graphic for it. I think he was introduced by Miss Minutes, which is dope. That's one of my favorite characters. And of course, uh, Tanya. Uh, Tanya? Tara. Tara Strong, the voice of Miss Minutes from the low key series, uh, introduced the multiverse saga, which made sense. Miss Minutes is the voice of reason throughout the multiverse, so that's nice. Uh, debuted a new trailer for She Hulk Attorney at Law. I Mm -hmm. showed you the trailer before we went on the air. You were not impressed, sir. No, I mean, (laughs) I need to be fair because I do this stuff a lot where I'm not very easily wowed on trailers, Mm -hmm. uh, which I will contradict myself here when you get to the next one. But uh, I, I get very strong Captain America first movie vibes from this. Wow, okay. we're, we're, we're building we're building the character here I feel like this movie will be very important for her specifically but uh considering the actress's uh you know fame yes. I, I feel like there's gonna be definitely more than one of these and they're gonna get better as they go but I think this one's obviously gonna be extremely uh, character building heavy it's the first like real she-hawk. Anything. I mean, I'm sure she was in the cartoon a little bit. She was a cartoon, in the cartoon a little few bit. times, yeah. Yeah, but nothing like. No, this is. She's be extensive, like the focal yeah. point here. Yeah, this is going to be extensive. Yeah, pretty much so. what Ms. Marvel did. Pretty much what all the Disney Plus series uh, have done. They've all been more character driven, which has been kind of the negative that people have had for the series because the movies have kept the theme up, bang bang, shoot them up, action style. It's been the series that have kind of been negative toward people because it doesn't feel like an MCU property because they've been very character driven. I just went through some of that with the Ms. Marvel series that just ended. She-Hulk is up next. So we're going to get more character development. But uh, the character development all leads to a focal point and I'll get to that when we get to the end of this list here. Uh, But you're keeping an open mind for She-Hulk thus far. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I'm not a big fan. My of her only show. thing there for a second, because I don't know much about She-Hulk, was that they were over-sexualizing her okay. to draw people okay. in. Okay. And when I spent the like last, the, like last the first hour just kind of like looking at images as we were talking, they're actually spot on with <laughs> what a lot of her <laughs> per- with a lot of, I didn't realize... Because, again, you don't see her that much. So unless you're into the comic books, you have no fucking clue what she's about so i don't remember her looking like that but they got her kind of spot on from a lot of the comic book covers that she's on she's she's actually she's actually meant to look pretty built but also really feminine at the same time with the big hair and the you know with with her legs out in she hulk form with like heels on and stuff like that they really try to make her look feminine rather than some, like, ogre who just smashes stuff. Ogre. <laughs> yes. So, so no, or that, that I, I was convinced otherwise, so I'm cool with it now. It's fine. Yeah. As long as they're consistent and not just trying to make her look good for the I, sake of trying to get people's interests I'm is what very, was bothering me. I'm very weary about... <laughs> they showed the villain in this trailer twice. Could you tell who it was? No. Okay, exactly. That's my point. Uh, Titania, who is one of her arch rivals in the comic book, is the uh, villain for this series. No real discernible look and then I think that's a problem. I mean they're gonna showcase her powers, super strong, all that stuff. It's it's gonna be a it's gonna be a hand to hand combat kind of show. So it is you know, it's a Hulk show, so it's gonna be a lot of bang bang, fisticuffs, all that stuff. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. I love Bruce being in this. I was worried about that for a minute. but they He was worried her. that he wouldn't be or that I he wouldn't be? I was worried he would not be t- to a great degree. I knew that he would be. I thought maybe they would use him somewhere in the beginning to introduce the character and explain the blood transfusion thing. And then that would be it. And But it looks like he's actually in the series to some degree or to more degree and teaching her more how to handle being a Hulk deal. I'm worried about the continuality problem. He still seems to be Professor Hulk, but last time we saw him in Shang Chi, uh, he was not the Hulk anymore. Uh, so timeline-wise, I'm trying to figure out how this works. Well, I guess they'll explain it in the show, and we'll we'll see how that goes. So I have I have some issues. They seem to have worked out the CGI problem that they had in the first trailer. Um, still doesn't look all that great, but we'll, we'll see what the final product looks like. But no, nah, I. I'm trying to keep an open mind about it, too. I've given all the shows a chance, so I'm going to give this one a similar chance as well. Uh, they doubled down here on another Disney Plus uh, uh, property coming out spring 2023. Secret Invasion. Uh, Samuel L. Jackson back in the helm as Nick Fury. Of course, Ben Mendelsohn will be reprising his role as uh, one of the squirrels from Captain Marvel. In this series, Secret Invasion, of course, being a play on the war between the Kree and the Skrull Armies. Big-time storyline in the comics. Looking forward to see how they spring that into a series. I do believe... Not Monica. I'm trying to remember the order. Was Mom Maria? Yeah, Maria. So Monica was a daughter. Monica Rambeau, who who debuted as Photon in the WandaVision series. I believe, is in this series, Secret Invasion. So that's another character there. We may see some of the Marvels in here as well to continue that story. Um, If you didn't see the ending to Ms. Marvel, uh, a big surprise for everybody there with Carol being involved with the ending of that series. So they're continuing. I love the fact that these actors are just TV show, movie, doesn't matter, we're all telling one big-ass story. So that's dope. So Secret Invasion has because it's a out, outer space war think I'm thinking Star Wars level type battle scenes where ships are firing at each other and the better it's going to be pretty it's going to be pretty badass if they get it if they get it they invasion. own the property and they've already done it so there's no reason Samuel why Jackson that it shouldn't be Jackson has been to space before so he should be straight he knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So has Ben, by the way. Ben played a villain in Star Wars. So that should be interesting. Uh, so that Secret Invasion. That has a release date of spring 2023. Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumanium, which was already announced, but now we have a date, February 17th, 2023, which Ooh. means one week before I turn 40, Damn. Ant-Man will be in the theaters Uh, debuting which means I'll probably wait a week I'll probably go on my birthday (laughs) because my wife is going to use that as a birthday gift I'm sure to go see Ant-Man and as she should smart girl Mm -hmm. Uh, but -hmm. we're going to get our first taste and I don't count low key but we're going to get our first taste of Kang the Conqueror who will be the big baddie moving forward for this phase as well he should be because he's Kang and he's the Conqueror and he's the best um yeah, so we're going to get uh, Kang in this. Obviously, all the original actors are back. It should be the final entry into the Ant-Man series. That's to say that Ant-Man won't be around in other projects, but I think this is the last Ant-Man they're going to be putting together, which is dope. Followed by, oh, what's the release date? I said it's about February 17th. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, My Wife is Excited, May 5th, 2023. That's her favorite Marvel entity, Guardians of the Galaxy. This is their last go-around. Uh, Star-Lord, all those guys, all the actors are back. Will Gamora be a part of this movie? you got to know at some point she will be. They won't do the last one without her, I'm sure. Uh, but uh, it's going to be all the old heads. They're all going to be back here again fighting off some sort of shit in space. It'll be hilarious with a bomb-ass soundtrack. James, James Gunn will figure it out. Uh, May 5th, 2023. So, uh, right? So, the back to back releases is my birthday and then my wife's birthday. Back and forth. Damn, they, 2023 is going to be jam packed with Marvel. Yes. Uh, they gave us a trailer for Black Panther and Wakanda Forever. That's going to be good. Which is due out. That's the next Marvel movie to come out after Thor. It's this November, November 11th. Uh, you got a chance to see the teaser that was released. You had a different reaction to this video than you did She Hulk. Yup, chills. Each one chills. a memory. <laughs> Every bump. It Every bump. A, each a one a memory. Movie. Now that the the level of um the level and, and it's funny too because in the previous Black Panther one of the one of the standouts of that movie were the women support characters. Yeah, like that's what people talked about. Heavy was like yo these women. Yeah, they may not have been actual Black Panther, and he was dope, but these women fucking killed it. None of them were sexualized. They all looked amazing. They weren't sexualized, but they looked amazing. Each one of them looked great. They're all seen powerful. They're all about their work. They're strong. They're warriors. And that's like one of the big outtakes that people have with Black Panther. You hear about it all the time. You actually don't hear much people talk about Black Panther himself, even though he did kill it. So that's saying something, but they mostly talk about like how great the women were depicted and all that shit on here. And then the moment now without the guy, rest in peace, we fucking go into this with just the women. I don't think I I saw a dude, but he just emerged out of water. Nothing came out of his mouth. It was all the women and you just, you feel that impact. This movie is is, going to be pretty freaking good. Then they do the smart thing and outrage people even more because the biggest question is, who the fuck is Black Panther? And they gave you nothing. They gave you a suit. That was it. And that could mean absolutely anything. So so, we'll see. We'll see what they do. They showed you a bunch of different women. And then they showed the Black Panther suit. But they did show one guy. So now you're just like, all right, is it that one guy? Or is it any of the women that they just showed? Because we have no fucking clue. They also showed quite possibly the greatest water birth of all time. The, yeah, yeah, water birth to like the thousandth degree. <laughs> like nine, I, it, I can I can see the um, I, I can see like the memes of people saying what I envision when I say I want a water birth, and <laughs> I'm just like at the bottom of the ocean. Yes, that shit's wild. Yes. So a breakdown of some of the things that I saw in the trailer that stood out to me. Um, Wait a minute, who are they birthing? That's the thing. So. I wonder if that they're gonna try to say that like that's his child, and then he grows up to be. Black I think what we saw was Atlanteans giving birth, not humans. <laughs> okay, fair enough. I don't know. Maybe the, he smashed the man one coming of them. out of the water. Obviously, Neymar the Submariner, uh, the OG Marvel character who didn't get the opportunity until now, and the reason for that is because he was a Fox entity. They didn't do anything with it. But he has strong ties to the Fantastic Four. He was a part of the grouping, and they never got to that part. So luckily for Marvel, he is something fresh and new, considering how old that character really is. The whale that was swimming that had the Atlanteans holding on to that, that's a battle situation, which means the two empires of Atlantis and Wakanda will be competing against each other. Neymar coming on to land is a big deal because uh, Neymar comes to land for two reasons, fighting or fucking. It's one, <laughs> one or the other. So with no Sue Storm around, I look. I think he's looking for a fight. <laughs> so he'll he'll be looking towards that. We got to see more of the women, as you said. Shuri is older, wiser. We got to suit. We got M'Baku. We know there's a big war that's going to take place. They did have a mural I guess you could say some sort of tribute to Ch, Ch- to chichala uh, mm-hmm. that was there that was acknowledged it appears that his mother took over the throne when he had passed Angela bassett listen they lost a great actor so they said Angela we gotta go to you you're the veteran. You're the you gotta, vet. You gotta hold it down. We need you. This movie, we need you to act your ass off. The last one, you were just a doting mother. We appreciated that, but you gotta be Angela Bassett You gotta now. bring that shit. You gotta bring. You Stella needs to get her groove back for a second time. Right here. This is where you gotta do it. And and you can see her just being her usual powerful ass self in that trailer. And you're like, Killing right. it. Nakia got a different look. You know, Okoye is there. The whole cast and crew is there. You could see the trailer starting off with the tears. I'm gonna go ahead and just assume those were legit, and they were just like, just think of T'Challa while you're in this scene, and everything will flow. Think of Chadwick; it'll all happen for you. Yeah. Eventually. Yeah. And so they really treated this as a really big theatrical piece, uh, down to the music and everything. They took this very seriously. They did. I'm sure they did the best they could. But this movie is going to suffer without Chadwick. It just is. I don't know how many people who were on board are jumping off the train without him. I'm not going to sit here and say that it won't be a fantastic film. I I still think it's going to be great. But I don't know if people are going to give it a chance. It's opening day will hurt. I think they're going to wait and see what the... What the the after comments are going to be, you know, the word of mouth and how, and what they did, and <clears> I <throat> think people are going to hold off, just yeah. like they did for Thor. Nah, I believe I believe that I believe the difference. They had a reason to hold out for Thor. Yeah, listen, Thor <clears> is the first MCU film I have not seen in movie theaters. I'm not. gonna they, go. they have a reason to hold out on Thor. There is no reason to hold out on this movie. I'm telling Let's you, see. it's going to be the opposite. It's going to have a bigger showing because people are going to want to represent and hold down. The don't Chad let the Wick. white people win. Everyone show up. That's Please, it. They're going to. Up. I'm telling you, for man. For the they're culture, you gotta to. go. I'm telling you. <laughs> it ain't even uh, gotta be about color. Women need to be knocking the door down on this God, shit because this women, is a. Women don't support women. We'll uh, all right, oh, well, <laughs> they don't. <laughs> what, uh, Where were they at for damn, Captain Marvel? Where were they at for <laughs> Black Widow? Where all right, all right, Bill Wonder Burr. Women? Where were they at? They don't come back. Relax, Bill Burr. We get it. don't. <laughs> it's a fact. They don't. They don't do that. They don't come out and support each other. They just don't. So it, it is. I'm not relying on that. I'd rather rely on the culture. Have you seen the new Bill Burr? Uh, I've heard. I've seen some snippets on Facebook. I, I gotta to finish that. it, but you gotta. I fell asleep watching it because it was like fucking three in the morning when we saw it. But uh, yeah, dude, you gotta check it out. It's classic Bill Burr. Yeah. It's, it's it's good. Hey, classic Bill Burr is is great Bill Burr. Absolutely. Especially after what I saw last night. I'm definitely in the comedy mood. I'm going to probably pick that up today. Absolutely. You should. It's on, what do you see? it on Netflix, I think. Yeah, It's on Netflix. Yeah, just uh, plug it in, man. We're heading back to Disney Plus territory here as Echo, which was already announced before, but now we know it's going to be during the summer of 2023. Echo, of course, the character that was on the Hawkeye series. She's deaf, but she's a badass. Uh, the sign language aficionado here will get her own opportunity here. Her actions in Hawkeye will lead her to become uh, number one sought-after individual in the city of New York. Her shooting, I won't say killing, but the shooting of Kingpin uh, leaves a sour taste at a lot of mouths, so she's going to be hunted pretty good in her own show. That gets released in 2023. Maya Lopez, uh, of course, the lead character for that. The actress coming back. To reprise her role. Okay, I'm actually curious to see how that's going to work. Uh, Low-key season 2. Officially announced. Again also for the summer of 2023. I don't know. <clears throat> how they're planning on continuing this. I have no clue. But I can't wait to see it. Blade. November 3rd of 2023. So we're still a long ways away. For fucking Blade. But um. There's still chatter that Wesley Snipes is a part of this. Not as Blade. They have their Blade, but there's there's still chatter that he's a part of this, whether he becomes a villain in this with a completely different role or an older version of Blade <coughs> or whatever the case may be. There's still some talk out there, so keep your ears open for that. That wasn't mentioned at the Comic-Con. I'm not going to say Kevin Feige is saying that. That's my own editorial comment that I've been hearing a lot that Wesley Snipes is still a part of this. So we'll see. We did see in the Black Panther trailer a quick snippet of a young lady using a hammer to box, you, to to smash out the heart that she welded out of that metal. Uh, that was a quick clip because in Black Panther, we will be introduced to Riwi Williams. But. Announced here officially, fall of 2023, we will be getting the Ironheart series, where Riri Williams will be getting... Was that a dog? What is that? No. You heard that? Yeah. <laughs> You're like, good. Oh, because uh, I know you got dogs in there, so I was just like... Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Somebody hungry? Is that it? Is? <laughs> no, it ain't got nothing to do with hungry. Oh, it's not about going in. It's trying to trying to get it out. All right. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> so, um, yeah, yeah you yeah, 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 dude doo is talking to me <laughs> so meet Riri williams for the first time in black panther but she will have her own series in the fall of 2023 that's going to be met with a lot of concern man a new iron man we'll see agatha gets her own show coven of chaos that's coming out in the winter 2023 is fucking loaded uh Jesus. winter 2023 Uh, Agatha, Coven of Chaos, obviously uh, Catherine's coming back to reprise that role as well. Curious to see what she comes up with without Wanda involved in the series, unless she does come back in some way. That would be a good way to bring Wanda back. Uh, That would be a good reason uh, to have her try to become more of a baby face again, since she went full heel in Doctor Strange. And then we've got the huge announcement. The one that blew the doors off of Hall H. Everybody's talking about it. This was the main event. This was the big announcement. The Man Without Fear returns. Daredevil Born Again, a series from Marvel Studios for Disney+. Plus. It will be an 18-episode season starring Charlie Cox and Vincent D'Onofrio. The original Netflix stars will be in this. It's a brand-new season for Daredevil. Yes, it will be a continuation. They didn't want to call it season four because the original three are not Disney properties. Although they are on Disney Plus, they're not Disney properties, so they just renamed it Daredevil Born Again. They will be continuing the story however. So that sounds nice. When? Uh spring twenty twenty four. I I know I know, oh. but, see, but were... all my excitement just went right out the window. <laughs> You'll be excited again in two years when you see the Yeah, run. well, it missed me with that uh, shit. Man. Sam I hate Wilson. when they do that. Sam Wilson finally got a name for his new movie, Captain America, New World Order. Uh, Anthony Mackie will be headlining his first MCU film as Captain America. That comes out May 3rd, 2024. They're giving it the May release treatment. That means they're all in on this Captain America movie. It's going to be for May 3rd, 2024. Not as shocking, but because there's always been some scuttlebutt about this. But Thunderbolts. The Thunderbolts has been uh, announced for July. They have an exact date, July 26th, 2024. So that's big news for comic book fans because I'm going to be honest with you. I just never thought I would fucking see the Thunderbolts, to be honest with you. Not because they're a bad group or anything like that, but just there's so many different versions of that shit. And there's so many different, Jesus Christ. Like some of the, most of the people that have been in the Thunderbolts have already fucking been in the movies. The list goes on and on and on for the fucking Thunderbolts. There's so many different fucking versions of that team green goblin has been the leader of a fucking thunderbolts team and then so has luke cage so it's all over the fucking plat all over the fucking place i don't know which ones they're gonna go with uh there's been so many different versions of these teams the most recent or one of the more recent ones was led by u.s agent which we got introduced to him uh, in the falcon and the winter soldier series so we may see him. America Chavez has been a Thunderbolt. We just saw her in Doctor Strange. Abomination has been a Thunderbolt, which we just saw him in the trailer for She-Hulk. There's a lot of different players available to them that could be here. So it's going to be... I don't know where the... And we got a while to go, two years from now. So who fucking knows where this is going to lead. And then, of course, uh, Fantastic Four, which... They had on the docket for Phase 4. Apparently, that's been moved back November 8th, 2024. Uh, So, that's going to be in a different phase. We're not getting that anytime soon now. I wonder why that got pushed back. Uh, And then, the last two things here that were announced. uh, This has been met with some sort of controversy. Uh, We'll explain that in a second. Two Avenger films. Avengers The King Dynasty. And Avengers Secret Wars. Which was announced officially that they are doing Secret Wars. They have May 2nd, 2025, for Avengers King Dynasty, but then November of 2025, Secret Wars. Six months apart from each other. Two Avenger films that will be dealing with the multiverse and dealing with time travel. Uh, not time travel, excuse me. <laughs> different dimensions and multiverse. This has been met with controversy for two reasons. A, two Avenger films so close to one another. And B, no Russo brothers. The Russo brothers stated when they left Endgame that they would consider coming back to the MCU if they were allowed to do Secret Wars. And now they're announcing Secret Wars, but they are also announcing the Russo brothers will not be back for those films, which means we're going to get new directors, new visions, new looks for these Avenger movies. What are your thoughts on that? The Russo brothers not coming back. The Russo brothers? Yeah, the directors from Infinity War and Endgame. The ones who put Uh, all that together. I mean, you think that's going to be a big difference? It could. I mean... It's not a guarantee, but it could. They have access to high-caliber producers, dude. I think they'll be fine. Or directors. Maybe it's a good thing, maybe, then? It's a little different. Yeah. uh, Yeah, different... You know, eyes, different uh direction, I guess. It wouldn't hurt. It wouldn't hurt. Now, I can argue, you can argue that it could cause issues and not be the same and lose its flair because it's something different. But I don't know. Something different. Plus, Why didn't they come back? That's a Kevin Feige decision. I have no idea. He hasn't expanded oh. upon that yet. I mean, we've got time. So it wasn't that now. they didn't want to do it. It's just they went a different direction. Probably just went a different direction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll see. It's nothing official, but these movies aren't coming up for another three years. So we, this time on the clock, King Dynasty. I feel like Kang Dynasty coming before Secret Wars is a mistake. Not not. I think timing wise is a mistake. Announcing both is a mistake because I think when they invo- when they announced Infinity War originally, it was Infinity War Part One and Part Two, and when they did that, it kind of gave the indication. I think Thanos is winning in part one. <laughs> How else did we get to part two? So they scrapped it and just did Infinity War. And then they changed the second name eventually to Endgame. And it kind of left a little room up there to see what kind of difference you can get. Here, King Dynasty followed by Secret Wars. If you know anything about Secret Wars, then you know that that still has a lot to do. Secret Wars is a gigantic endgame. That big battle we got at Endgame but different versions of different heroes from different dimensions. So like three or four different Thors, two or three different Spider-Mans, all fighting in one gigantic war. It's all over the place. And it's so funny because the original Avengers, everyone's like, man, how are they going to give everybody the TV time? Yeah, yeah, I know, when it was just six. when it was just and six They were like, oh, they did that pretty good. Now you got to fit like eight different Spider-Mans yeah, yeah, in yeah. one yeah. scene. You got to fit like multiple whatever the fuck. It's so many different things going on, so many moving parts. I don't know who the if the Russo brothers aren't gonna be at the helm of this, then I hope whoever gets secret wars gets to do something before that. So they can get the fucking weight up under them and be like, God damn, let's get some practice in. Jesus Christ. You man. know you know who would be good with that? A Star Wars director. Ooh. Can we get Favreau and Dave Filoni back? <laughs> Star they, Wars. <laughs> they could do anything. <laughs> Those fucking yes, guys. Yes, sir. Absolutely. I want John Favreau and Dave Filoni to write a Teletubbies movie. I would watch that just because it's them. <laughs> I, I will watch anything they do. They have my money. They have my loyalty. I'm going to get a tattoo of Filoni and Favreau on my left nut right here. Just, wow. so gonna, I mean, the dedication is real. That's dedication, man. Yeah. That way, every time my wife goes down there, she'll know that the force is with her. Now, let me click this here. All right. Let me close this out here. No, we're done. All right. So, that's it. That's all. If more stuff comes out about the Hall H stuff, we'll get more into it. But other than that, that's pretty much the gist of what went down. I'm hoping to see if any footage came out. I love the fan reactions to some of these, you know, announcements. So, I want to see how that comes out. But other than that, we're all set. So, next week. Damn, a lot happened this week, man. A lot happened this week. And whatchamacallit? I'm stunned and my heart is broken. This Saturday is SummerSlam. And this Saturday is July 30th. There's never been a SummerSlam in WWE history that hasn't been in August. They're having it in July. And I don't know how I feel about that. And Vince is gone and shit just starts changing. And I got a Hurricane Harbor trip this Saturday with my son and all of his friends. We actually convinced like five different sets of parents to go to Hurricane Harbor with us. So him and his best friends can all play at Hurricane Harbor together. And we've coordinated all this. And that's the fucking day of SummerSlam. So I'm probably not going to fucking see SummerSlam on Saturday. So I don't know if we're going to be able to talk about it that Sunday. Because I'm pretty sure you're not going to watch it on Saturday, right? I'm working. What I end up usually doing is I... Watch it when I come home until I get sleeping, and I finish. Don't even it the worry next about day. that. You you got all, you got all week to watch it because I'm not gonna be able to watch it that weekend either.
1: All right, fair you, enough. you got all
0: weekend to watch it. We'll talk about it after the fact. We'll do a different show that Sunday. We're not gonna be worried too much about Summerslam. Fair because, enough. Because uh, I don't. I didn't even do a roundtable. I, I just didn't give a fuck. I'm looking at the card now, by the way, for Summerslam. Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar, which I I didn't get a chance to talk about it today because we had a full docket full of shit. Mm -hmm. But if you motherfuckers think that I'm going to let this Brock Lesnar shit go, I know that you said you were a little confused by it and you needed some more clarification. I want time to talk about this. So I'm going to bring it up next week. Tell you what, if anything, because I know you, you're going to look at the highlights. Yep. if anything of like mention I can snipe it on Saturday and then we okay. can talk about that specifically okay so. yeah I, I would I would love for it to be yeah, If Yeah. I have to style, snipe one or two do, matches that's easy I do want to see if Lesnar shows up to SummerSlam I know he's you have to... <sighs> I know he's okay. continuing the build and he's playing ball right now but I think this changes the finish I think Lesnar lose, Lesnar loses this weekend and he's gonna be gone for a while. I just want to see if he shows up. And then we'll talk about it on Sunday. He does show up, and he does do the job, and he does what he's supposed to do. And then he goes about his business. It might change the tone of the conversation, but I'm still not letting him off the hook for what he did. We'll talk about all that next week. I'm going to hold him to his shit. Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar, Pat McAfee, Happy Corbin, Bobby Lashley versus Theory in a rematch for the U.S. title, the Usos and the Street Profits for a rematch for the tag titles, Jeff Jarrett as referee because that matters. Liv Morgan and Ronda Rousey, good luck to Liv. Riddle and Seth Rollins, Bianca Belair and Becky Lynch, they're giving you your SummerSlam rematch. Bianca Mm. and Becky, run it back. You You mean actual match? Run it back, baby. Will you forgive them if they give you an actual match this time? No, oh. I, I can't, I, I'm I I'm never forgiving, never nor do. am I ever forgetting. <laughs> and then, of course, Logan Paul versus the Miz. There's nothing on this card. There's just nothing. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll and, see. And I kind of know, felt that way about Forbidden Door. And you know, that what, I, you know shit what I do like about this card? Singles match, singles match, singles match, tag match, singles match, singles match, singles match, singles match. Damn! Why are you showing disrespect to the tag team, bro? This I this does intrigue me. With eight matches, seven singles matches, we're gonna actually get a chance to do some storytelling here. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Indeed. We'll see. All right. So thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for downloading. Thank you guys for sharing. And of course, thank you guys for enjoying another episode of our city's of mind. Check you out next week, guys. This is my daddy's 200th episode. If you love the soul, mints, monks, beats to store, buy some t-shirts, mugs, tank tops, to towels, phone cases. Go to H-A-O-U-N dot com. This is my daddy's 200th episode. The store keeps him busy, and he's not playing with me, so stop listening. But, but he's actually going with me, so I won't play. Thank you.